There is something I gotta tell ya. <laughs> Why is it? Why am I scared? I'm fresh from watching you for Oh, is that what you have to tell me? I thought you, child, I was scared. Oh, what are you scared about? I ain't got shit like, to tell you. I thought you have tea. Mm, not not me oh no absolutely not not me certainly, certainly not i not i <laughs> not me sweetie oh, i just uh, watched i just watched miami and i love that i did it last because i'm still spinning my head my, car, <laughs> my brain was a car it would like be doing like what's it donuts donuts it would cook mm. doing donuts now miami yeah uh-uh. Definitely the girl she thinks she is. Miami is the, I think the day I watched it, I forgot what date it was. It must have been like Friday. Mm. And I tweeted, this franchise keeps on, is the gift that keeps on giving. Like it keeps getting better and better. Like just when you think I've seen it all, it's like re more. Just when you think there's some more re more. You know what? "Ah." You know how we say Adrian and Marisol are bad vibes? They make for good TV, though. They make excellent, they make excellent. Because for... no one was good, you know. But now, are we discussing the episode? You know what? what? No, we're not going to do that. Let's we're say hi to the people. <laughs> let's, let's say hi to the people. Please. Let's have some manners. <laughs> like we welcomed you into our home. Let's act like we have some home training. Like we got some home training. We weren't raised in a fucking barn. Um. Hi, everyone. Hi. It's a new week. Um, welcome to the Reality Check Pod with me, Nessu. And me, Leo. Um, you guys already know what it is. As you can tell by now, we're so excited to get into it. There's not much. We're not going to delay. Listen, the, think, the salutations, We, I think, I honestly think we can skip those this we week. We've got to skip those this week because there's a lot to, to unpack, you know? And we don't want you guys sitting here for like, Half of your morning, afternoon, evening, whatever time you're listening. So we're going to get into it. I think for the sake of our listeners, we are going to start with Euphoria because a lot more of our listeners watch Euphoria than they do in the Housewives shows. So naturally. It makes more sense to do it that way. You know, it makes more sense to take that route. Euphoria, episode six. Talk to me, Leo. I spoke to Saidi today about euphoria and we're just, and I referenced a tweet that I saw the other day that said, you see this episode in the last episode. Obviously we needed the Nate's dad thing, like that other episode, we needed that. That one was very necessary. But I feel like in terms of the whole episode being just eatery from start to finish, we got another one, I fear. We got another one, I fear. I'm afraid. I'm afraid to tell you <laughs> that they did it again. Oh, we did it again. God dang it, God dang it. I, dang I, it. I couldn't agree more. I was watching this episode. I said, this is how you guys feel. Sam, oh, that, that's how you feel. Your people, them. This is how you feel. You said rule number one will be a boss ass bitch. Never let a child play you. If he play you, then rule number two. Fuck his best, best friend, friend and make, and make the, the yes man. Except listen, it's fuck, listen. fuck her best friend. 
and make her yes woman. And, and you shame, and I don't even think she can be. Anyway, Euphoria season two, episode six. Take it away, Leo. What are your thoughts? Let me just let me just get out my notes. As one does. We 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 these days we're organized. We have our we're organized. Our have it all compiled and ready to go. Ready to go. Trying to keep it punctual. Trying not to miss trying a point. Keep, let me even start the timer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there we are. Not my notes. Ooh. Not it vanishing. Mm. Guys, I even have wine. You know, I've taken like I have been drinking less and less. I was watching Euphoria and I listen going out more. Well, not going out more, but drinking more and going out less. But I've been drinking less and going out less. But today I said we lit. Also, side note, today we got the email from work. We got the bird call, the caca. They're trying to go back into the office. I said, you bitches play me. They said two days a week, two to three days a week. The third day, we're, we're considering it. I said I know that ain't who I think it is. They're trying to kill you. Honestly, so forgive me. Tonight I need it. Oh, go on. Go on. Uh, oh, they're only on my phone then. They haven't gone to other devices. Okay. So Euphoria. Uh, where do I begin? Zendaya is hell-bent on getting this Oscar. Guys, you see when she let that snot bubble run. When I saw I that Lena, when I saw that, I said no, she wanted. She I said, said Mama, it's mine. It was yours last episode. You ain't gotta do all that. She said, you in case there was that. in case of any confusion, in case you had it twisted. You know which I'm allegations she's trying, she's trying to beat the can act allegations. She said no, she Ooh. said you guys have said it too one too many times. Let me show you. Y'all have spoken on my name for the last motherfucking time. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I thought so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's had enough. She's had enough of all of you. She said you guys said Malcolm and Marie was garbage, was too toxic. You couldn't sit through it. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you a show you can watch. I'm gonna give you a show you don't want to take your eyes off of. Because I'm still in awe of just guys. It was like, but without even getting into specific plot details, just. It was beautifully acted. It was like the scene, the opening scenes, you know, of her recovery. I'm like, like I said last week, and I'm going to say it again. You've done this before. The crack pipe, the recovery, the withdrawal. You have done this before, mama. This? This. This is not your first trip around the sun. <laughs> it's not. It's not your first time. first rodeo. Mm-mm, mm-mm. She, guys... I think I'll actually, like, I've never really, like, obviously, like, you know, when you watch, like, How to Get Away with Murder, and, like, when you really think, you don't really think about, like, Oscar nominee, whatever it is, Emmy, sorry, Emmy nominations, and, like, you watch the show and go, damn, this deserves one. I haven't, like, like obviously, you know, like, Viola Davis, you'll watch Viola Davis and go, mm, 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 look how she ate that. This is the first time in quite a bit that I'm like, hey, yeah, 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 sister, hi, like, you're actually, you're swinging, like da 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 dotted his ass with one hand, switched hands with a wobbly womp 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 wobbly. Have you seen that meme of Marge Simpson when she's doing the uppercut and she's coming from down here like this, ready to swing up like this? 
That's in there. She have said, I'm trying seen, to knock all of these MFs in this category out. Have, have you seen, I think it's Kaya, where she has on something <laughs> yellow. And then the first time I saw it, it was posted. They said, scissor when she puts freckles on her face. And, and it was, and da 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 <laughs> Y'all so wrong for that. <laughs> scissor don't be putting on freckles on her face. The worst part is she tried to, she tried to tell us that there was her real freckles. But yeah. Listen, there's one lie in Rue. We're not going to get into another in Scissor, okay? Yeah. Um, but yeah, that meme. If you think, if you know the meme I'm talking about. Darting the Emmy nominations category because she's coming for Best Actress again, I fear. Like, I'm not one of those, like, was it Oscar buzz, Emmy buzz? I'm not really one of those people. I just, yeah. Oh, nominated. No. This, I will campaign with her. Me, her, and Tom Holland will do it. All right, that train. And I'm also not a big um, film watcher. You guys have heard me speak about it before, especially Julio. I'm a big, I'm big on reality TV. And like, even when it comes to series, I'm really big on the lighthearted stuff. And that's why Insecure was such a banger to me. It was relatable. I loved it. Great entertainment, great comedic, you know, value here or there. And it was just a great show. But nonetheless, it didn't require much. And... You know, as much as you would have wanted the episodes to be a little bit longer, it being 20-something to 30 minutes helped a lot. It was an easy watch. It's not like a lot of the stuff that's part of Shondaland that you have 40 to 45 minutes, or even in this case of Euphoria, it's it's really 56 minutes plus, you know? Um, and so I'm not a big TV or drama series watcher, but I, I too have never had the, oh, Emmys or da 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 this show, I'm like, if this babe doesn't win an award, somebody lying, the votes are rigged. The, the, we, ride, we ride out at dawn. We ride out at dawn, you know? like The race war starts. You know what I mean? It, it, you're, you're anti-Black. If she doesn't get nominated and doesn't win, you, it's anti-Black. It, it doesn't make sense. Like you said, that opening scene with the snark and she's struggling to unwrap the Jolly Rancher, I said, yeah. No. She ate, I'm afraid. Nasty. That was just so low down and nasty. I said, that's right. That's right. What the fuck I'm talking about? Like, there's this, I don't know, but like, I think it must be a very dark place that she digs into for the character, for the role of Rue. And I'm glad that, you know, they took a break between, you know, filming seasons because obviously it was COVID, but also this must be very emotionally taxing to do. And like to take your mind, because, you know, there are some people who are method actors, other people, you know, but either way, when you act, you have to put yourself into this person's perspective somehow. So clearly, if this is what's happening, you know, if this is the role she has right now, she has to somewhat get into that, you know, frame of mind that I haven't had drugs in so, so in such and such a time. And I'm dying for it at this point. But my sister ate, I fear. Um, <clears throat> but the thing that struck out to me at the beginning of the episode is that Rue is back to nar- narrating. You know, she's off the, she's off the Mali, she's off the perks, she's off the you know what. She's back and she's better. She wants as bad as ever. Her. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it was nice to have her back to narrating because. It like it grounds the show, and even though they only teased us with her mother's backstory, I wish we got that. But I, 
you know, I, I'll say my thoughts on that. But um, yeah, those are my initial, initial thoughts before we go into it scene by scene. Honestly, you hit the nail on the head. I felt like the acting was 10-10. I loved the, the direction that the episode took because Rue is the main character. But like, it's nice to see other stuff happening. But even with that being said, the stuff that they're showing us that's happening to Rue is still very key and very important to Rue's story as a whole and the main story as a whole. It's not like they completely forget about it. I mean, like episodes like episode five where we don't see Nate and Nate's family and all of that stuff. Like you're able to go without it. You don't give, fine. It was great even without him being there. But you know, with this episode still focusing heavily on, because I think even when I saw the post um, a few hours before the episode aired on Sunday, and it said how the episode focuses heavily on Maddie, Cassie, and Nate dynamics, which it did, but it still didn't neglect a key part of Rue's story. I love the fact that I leave back because I was really thinking, I didn't like where they left off. And I was like, I hope that they, they I hope that they um, bring Ali back, but I certainly didn't want it to be like, um, I mean, I, I wasn't sure if that's, if he was ever going to come back because the way it ended, it wasn't really, it was abrupt, but it wasn't, the worst or the most abrupt ending would be like oh my gosh what that's it like it it seemed like it in certain circumstances you could feel like that's the finality of their relationship but for me I felt like I wanted more I wanted to see what happens like he was a sponsor is he going to be you could see he was hurt but sometimes even when you're hurt and you know better and you know that somebody's going through stuff this person's an addict I've been there I know how you sometimes not yourself but is he going to be able to really be like, let me give her another chance or let me not give up on this kid or be like, you know what, it's above me now. Like, I've really tried everything. She's told me time and time again, she doesn't want to get clean. Maybe it makes sense for me to focus my time and effort on somebody else. So that's kind of where I was like, hmm, but I'm happy he's back. I'm even happy with the role that he played in this episode. But generally... This episode eight, I'm afraid. And I we, we all thought like last episode, last episode was great, don't get me wrong, but I think they, they go hand in hand. Like it's one of those episode five and six, you know, it gives me insecure season four vibes where as much as we like season eight, I mean, episode eight, eight and nine went hand in hand. You had to have the date, then see what happens in episode nine when they now figure, you know, they went hand in hand. And for me, this is what it's giving episode five and six, Loved it. Loved it. But like you said, now let's get into the scene by scene and we can bust, 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 bounce off each other and let each other know what we thought. Yeah, um, I'll go into, um, so yeah, like I said earlier, Rue's back into narrating and how she kind of sort of introduced her mom's story. And I mean, I wasn't expecting that it would be that you know, her mom had um, experience with addiction growing up or anything like that. But it would have been nice if there was just a bit more backstory because the way she handles Rue doesn't feel like it's all love. Like, yes, she loves Rue. Like, that's her child. She's going to stick beside her. She's going, you know. But it just seems like this isn't that new to her for some reason. I don't know. Maybe it's just me, you know, adding my own, you know, remix onto what I'm seeing but she seems like you know she's like not even surprised anymore but maybe she just did her research you know what I mean 
um, which, but I was like, which I wrote down, which I noted, is the problem with addiction that um, that's what that's what it does. It it makes a new person out of you, not just in Rue's mom, but in Gia, in Rue herself as well. That you're forced into situations that you wouldn't otherwise have been in had it not for had it not been for this person, you know, being on drugs. So um, even with Gia and how she's kind of, I like how Ali finally addressed Gia and it's like, guys, Gia's also there. Don't forget about this child because you're going to forget about her and then she's going to come and do something else and be another problem in your, in your you know, bag of tricks. So I did think it was good because we've also been saying that, guys, there's no way all this stuff is not having an effect on Gia. No fucking way because it's a lot. Like even how she said, how she said, I mean, it's late in the episode, but I feel like it's topical. How she says she doesn't believe Rue's, you know, that this is the last time they experienced this. And you know what? That's fair. I think in as much as, yes, we'd like to be positive and everything for Rue, it's it's fair as well to say, you know what, Rue, we thought you were clean before. We thought you were going to change. And you did, mamas. Like, it's, 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 it's her reality. It's what's going around her. It's what she's seeing. And, you know, you'd hope that, her the way she acts out is not in a way that she does drugs herself you know you'd pray that that's not what she um seeks out or tries to numb the pain with that you know she finds maybe a healthy outlet you know to really deal with that pent-up frustration about her father dying about Rue being on drugs about the things that Rue not being on drugs or being on drugs does to her but at the end of the day she is at essence a victim and Ali really drove that point home that Geli, you like you can say you're gonna be fine, but I'm telling you, you're not. I mean, I'm not even being shady about it. You're not okay. Um, but yeah, that's what um that's what I like to see. I'm worried about the sis. She damn near looks depressed, but you know, <laughs> that's just that's just from me on the outside looking in. You know, I. I no, I'm not a doctor, not, I'm not diagnosing anybody. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think those are like my general thoughts about that scene, that opening five minutes. But I think if we could, if they could do, you know, Emmys and like groups or people who share the scene, all, all four, it was beautiful. It was nice to see Ali happy. It was nice to see Rue Mama smiling, yeah. Rue, Rue herself smiling and, you know, seemingly normal, you know what I mean? Um. And while, yeah, you know, this story is about someone on drugs, I hope, you know, I hope this season ends on a high note and, you know, there's hope for Rue because girl needs a break. And, you know, I still have it in the back of my mind that that lady's trying to pimp poor old Rue out. Yeah. <sighs> but yeah, what about you? Um, I shared the same thoughts, sentiments, all of that, Charles. Um, something that also really stuck out to me was when you know she's she's explaining how she feels really bad for the things that she said but it's unfortunate that she doesn't regret them in the sense that like but I meant them so I can't regret them those are that's how I thought that's what I thought and that's very honest I think sometimes we hear situations about how someone can be like, hey, I was intoxicated. Oh, I was just, I didn't mean it. And maybe in some cases, people don't mean it, but for, for a lot of the time, more than people care to admit, that is how you thought. And that is what you felt. And it stems from somewhere. And Rue is being very honest and saying, it sucks, but I felt that shit. And I meant that shit. 
the only thing that she regretted was honestly what she said to Ali. And I, I found, and I spoke about this even with my friend Jay, like how it's, you can see it in her face. And when she breaks down, when he finally says to her, hey, 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 listen to me, I forgive you. It's a thought that she doesn't, I, I feel like it's an emotion she's not familiar with. We've heard her say for almost two seasons now that I'm a terrible person. I'm a this, I'm a that. And you remember even in um, season one, when it was the bonus episodes, when it was Bruce episode, she's even said to Ali, I'm a terrible person. I mean, I, I threatened my mom, like I threatened to kill her and I, and I did this and I did that. Like she genuinely just doesn't, I don't think Rue is one of those people at this point where she sees a lot of, um, you know, space for redemption in terms of her character and the things she's done. And we saw in Rue's episode in season one where Ali tried to use himself as an example and say, that doesn't define me. I made a couple of bad decisions and a couple of bad choices and I did bad things and, and stuff like that, but it doesn't define who I am as a whole. And um, it certainly doesn't limit my chance to grow beyond that. But um, I don't think Ruth sees that for herself. I think she's still very much into place, especially now where she probably would have relapsed and gone further and further and further and done all these things. She probably sees herself more of a terrible person and when Ali tells her, I forgive you, like, you can see how, like, how much of an impact it had on her. Like, it almost led her to even more tears and she is like, for real, like, you forgive me? And she even highlighted that in terms of her mom. She was like, you know, one thing you can say, you can say what you want about Christians, but at least they, they believe in forgiveness. And that's the one thing where she said, you know, I can't really say is my mom like this because she's my mom. I'm fine. She grew up in, a, in, the, in the church, but no matter the fact that I've threatened to kill her or I've done this or I've done that, she still will forgive me and look after me and make sure that I'm okay and do all these things where some people's parents might never have had the same heart or some people are, would just like, just leave my house, you're on your own, sort yourself out. Um, and I think that really stuck out to me that, oh, like, as much as Leslie hasn't been the best mom in my opinion, I'm not a mother, so I'm, I'm saying my opinion. <laughs> hey, I know how it goes like to tell us. But, the, and I mean, you can still see that in that moment, she still at least put Rue first. And this, the part, this episode, she seemed a lot softer, a lot lighter. Um, I don't, and I agree that it would have been so much nicer to see a lot more, because I agree. She's been quite rough, quite tough. I think last episode and the one before, I was highlighting how in the past clips, they were showing how Rue seemed to be significantly closer to her dad. And one of the reasons was because of the difference in the way they two treated her and approached her mental health issues that they found out about when she was young her mom seemingly was a lot more frustrated a lot more like oh here we go what am I going to do you know this child is so different and you know I have to figure it out but her dad was more just like that's you it's fine I still love you let me give you affection and I think it shows in the way maybe Rue grew up to view her mom nonetheless in this past episode she seemed a lot lighter a lot more there so that was nice to see. I also agree that I, like I said in my intro, I love Ali's role in this episode. I love how he addressed the fact that, hey, 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 she's allowed to feel that way. Don't try and stop her and say, oh, we should be positive. No, her feelings are valid because when you disappoint people time and time again, all they have is your past experience and what you've shown them to rely on. You know, Gia can't rely on her. I mean it this time when you've told her five times before that you mean it about you getting clean. Um, and I'm happy that Ali 
was then I think obviously for 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 Gia's mom, I mean Ru and Gia's mom should be able to take on the fact that you know this is somebody who's a sponsor and they've been through it. So you know what, I'll take it. Rather than maybe if she had heard it from somebody else, she might not have been as open minded. So I personally loved like that that the whole interaction, like you said, whether it's the intro, even the end bit, that whole day where he went and he just decided i'm here to check on everyone but i want to really focus on gia because like you you pointed out we've been saying for a while gia's forgotten a lot as a character and we've seen in the past few episodes her boiling up um in the episodes you can see her getting increasingly more and more frustrated and upset and like you said she does seem a little bit depressed or very very deeply affected by or she's easily in tears and even though she's angry with her sister, she will still always go and make sure she's okay. I don't know if it comes from the, the trauma of their dad. Like she wants to make sure that if this is the last or as many moments I can get with my sister, I will get them with her. Um, as much as she you know, irritated me, she pissed me off. I don't really entirely believe she wants to get clean. I'm going to ask if I can sleep in her bed for the night because I want to be there. Um, it, was, it was beautiful. Like you said, if only they gave Amy so a scene. Because they ate that MF up. For me, fine. Cassie, Maddie, every, but that, like you said, it really gives, you would really think everyone in that scene has really lived this experience. And it's no surprise, like they recently put out last episode as an episode five. It took them over a month to film. And last week, even when the episode dropped, um, Zendaya had uploaded a, a picture of a hug between her and um Jules's character and there were she she captured even like hugs between the scenes because it's heavy it's really really heavy and you, like you were pointing out it it it's no surprise why it ends up taking so long because this show is heavy guys like say what you want it's a heavy ass show so it, it doesn't surprise me that it would take two to three like COVID aside if it can take a month for them to film episode five imagine the rest of the show Um, yeah, I was going to say um, on the issue of regret, um, you mentioned regret and I was going to say I'm the same that I understand, I understand, I understood where um, Aru was coming from. I'm not really a big fan of saying, oh, I regret this. I don't think I have a lot of regrets. I mean, <laughs> I do have like one or two, but that was, you know. That laugh yeah. was so sinister. <laughs> no, like I do have a few things that I'm like, you know what? I was the person in the wrong. I, I was hundred percent in the wrong. I I could have done everything. Like, I could have like you know you wrong. Like <laughs> even I look at myself and go, now you know you were wrong back there. Yeah, that's wrong. Um, and I think you know, but aside from that, I think you can regret how things end up making people feel. I think you can regret that, but not necessarily regretting the thing you did because if you know. For example, you put yourself first. I gotta put myself first, Lucius. Lucius, I gotta put myself <laughs> first. <laughs> you gotta put yourself first. You don't have to regret putting yourself first, but you can regret that, you know, doing that, you know, you weren't there for someone or, you know, how it made them feel, you know, a bit smaller. But it's like, at the end of the day, I'm not gonna regret putting myself first or whatever it is. But at its essence, I think my main takeaway was that people like Jules need to hear you know they honestly need to hear who they are mm. like I know we don't like to do it but it's the truth and like we were all saying last week the, the things she said are not things that none of us have seen or thought about 
jewels or her mom or like the delivery maybe maybe a little bit off or maybe if you weren't an addict should we say it wouldn't have come across that harsh but they're all still true um to shift it a little just shift the wig a little um onto like you know the the, the meteor not meteor but the meaty storyline that is Cassie, uh, Maddie, and Nate. Um, I think before we even get into it, I think another takeaway from Euphoria, even including Gia, including Jules, all of these kids, is that when you start getting to certain ages, you begin to find yourself in like a lot of situations that are an ad- adult, quote unquote, adult, and that you know you feel you can handle these things because you know it's like oh, legally I'm an adult, and I'm not sure Euphoria has been. Actually, no, they said Rue was 17 in the last episode. But, you know, for the most some, part... Some are 17, some are 18. But, like, is that is that borderline? It's that age where, you know, where you can start doing certain things and it's like, you know, you can, you know, you can start... You feel like an adult and, you know, like Jules... Like, the situation, exactly, the situation Jules was in, you know, where you are hooking up with, like, an older person because it's now legal. Like, technically, it's legal. But it's like... Mm, you know, is it the right thing to do? Should you be hooking up? Morally, like, morally should like, you do that? Yeah, it's, 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 you end up putting yourself, yourself in situations that, you know, you shouldn't really be in, that you think, you know, you have all the power, you know what's going on, but you don't because you're still a nana. It's just, it's legal for you to do these things, but you're still a baby at, at its essence. And how a lot of the ad- adults around them could actually have advised them, like, I think if you look around, if um, you look at Nate, Nate, if Nate spoke to his dad openly and honestly about sexuality and all these things, Nate would know why his dad is the way he is. Like, I'm not saying Nate's dad deserves any sort of sympathy. Nate's dad has his own fuck-ups. But if Nate was honest about his own sexuality and Nate's dad as well was honest about his own, you know, issues with his sexuality, they none of them would be the way they are. You know, you know that family that family is a mess you know the jacobs family is a mess i really thought it was just how i thought it was me and his dad no the no whole, the, all four of them like the mom, funny, I, they actually i think feel like the villain in their family is nate's older brother i feel like he's even the most normal like he just generally has confusion because he wasn't maybe as aware or woke to what was happening but let's be okay, honest but isn't he the one who was watching gangbang videos Oh, I actually forgot about that. So not too much dip no, on No, 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 not, not too much. They're on tap. Never mind. Forget what Everything. I said. Forget what I said. They're you know, because I used to think the mom was normal. I'm not going to lie. The mom, I used to, I mean, until, you know, she was fine with people meeting in her house. I mean, before that, before <laughs> that, did you not think Mrs. Jacobs was normal? Yeah, because, she, yeah, before that, she hadn't given us a reason to worry. To doubt but her. She said that. Uh-huh. I had no reason to doubt her, but yeah. when she pointed that out and... Also, like I said to you, that episode after Nate's dad episode, when she literally walked away while Cal was... Like, that's when I was like, none of this is a surprise. And that also gives me the impression that you know a lot more than we realized or maybe than you're putting off. And that still makes me just as... That makes you just as tapped. Like, you were stood there, just like, ugh, anyway, child she knew she knew the fact that if you can't tell me a woman married to a man fine you know he can be a little bit erratic a little bit 
you know, aggressive or maybe a bit strong-minded. He's coming out, cock out, peeing on the floor. He's told you this. He's going off about his how he's gay and he's and the third. And you're just like, anyway, child, I'm going to bed. Yeah, but he knew. You, he knew. If, yeah, she knew. I think obviously, yeah, that's when the house of cards that is the Jacobs family kind of fell apart. But I think before that, girl, she was like, yeah, my man is gay. What else is going on? <laughs> you saw that um tweet where they said this was Nate's mom. <laughs> and there was a tweet that some girl put on Facebook in America years ago. And she was like, if y'all catch my man at Pride, don't tell me. I already know. <laughs> and they said that was her. She knew. She knew. She knows what's going on in her household. You know, she's not a fool. She knows who's meeting who. She does. She knows she doesn't like Cassie. You know, she knows what she knows. She just is weird about it. Um, but yeah, like I was saying, that a lot of the adults could help a lot of these kids. Like that lady who uh, Maddie babysits her kid. She could help. She literally helped Maddie. Kind of not helped her, but talked her a bit through the situation from the other perspective that like, if I'm the one who slept with, you know, my best friend's boyfriend, um, Ali can help um, Rue through her situation. Like they have access to these adults that if you just sit, sat and asked this adult, you know, how did you end up here? They would find out all these things and it would be pretty, I, I imagine it would be pretty good advice because now that they're in these situations and, you know, it seems like they're like, don't do that. Why would you do that? Um which for the most part I, is funny to see. It's a bit, it's a bit ironic almost to see that we're gonna we're all kind of meant to repeat, not even our parents' mistakes, but we're always going to be repeating someone else's mistake. Like no matter who, I mean, whether we find them, you know, quick enough to get their advice, that's another thing. But um, you know, um, I like um, yeah, but carry on with um the lady that Maddie babysits for. I really like her and I like the scenes with um, Maddie and the kid um, and Maddie alone in the house. Like it, it, it gives extra, like you said something about wanting extra context to Maddie. And I think I'm not, like I said, I even said when you said that, I said, I don't want everyone's extra context to be, oh, when I was a kid, my dad did this. But I like that you know, the extra context to Maddie is in the present. It's different from everybody else. It's kind of like Kat, how Kat, when she used to have a storyline, um, that now her story, like her stuff is happening in the present as well. So I think it's always nice when that's a thing. Because it's... Sorry. <laughs> it's always nice when that's a thing and that's actually happening in the present instead of always looking to the past to explain why things are the way they are. Um, I mean, I'm starting to suspect that the lady knows Maddie wears her clothes. Like something in me tells me that that lady knows. Uh, the the um, did you not see the alarm clock? It looked like in the corner. It seems to be a little camera. No, I didn't. If you go back and watch, because I literally rewind it twice. It looks like in the camera, and they zoomed in when they showed the time, and she said, "Be home in 15 minutes." And then it looks like in the, so if you're looking at the camera or the way they show it on the TV, yeah, like bottom left-hand side, it looks like there's a little camera in the alarm clock. So like you said, the lady probably knows that she does try on her clothes, but 
she, she probably, probably doesn't mind. That, okay, this babe is trying on, but putting everything back. There's somewhere where this is coming from. She's already babysitting for extra money at 18 or the standard third. She must need the extra money. There's still definitely somewhere where this is coming from. And like the when Rue was narrating, she said, Maddie didn't want to tell her about Cassie and Nate. But after two glasses of wine, she ended up she telling her. So the lady now, and I think even the lady knew what she was doing. Because she was like, hey, let's have a drink. Normally, well, she, she knew that she knew that um yeah been through a lot or there's something to her and i feel like she's young she may drink here or there but her tolerance is obviously not going to be sky high this is an 18 year old at the end of the day yeah. so fine let me let's have some wine let me at least make her comfortable and i don't think she's doing it to take advantage of anything but no. i think to understand her like this is a teenage girl 18 child i remember my time my life at that time and clearly if like i'm imagining if the alarm clock actually does have a camera you've seen her trying your clothes put things back what's happening like what is it because even the whole 15 minutes i get home in the past they've never shown her shown us her texting in advance that she's getting there because they literally showed 15 minutes till i get home they show the camera or the alarm clock thing the clock or the long clock thing, they zoom in. It's seemingly a little circle that looks like it's a camera. Then they don't show us time lapsing, but next thing the lady's at the door. And obviously Maddie's walking to the front door. This lady's coming fine. But I, I definitely feel like, like you said, she knows. I think she knows. I mean, I hope it's nothing sinister, like she's recording this and pasting it somewhere. Um, but she oh, seems no. like she she <laughs> seems like she likes um Maddie, but you know. Imagine like having that, like being able to wear someone else's clothes and like they don't mind. And as long as, because obviously it's not like she's doing anything to the clothes themselves. She's literally just wearing them and she respects them and takes care of them. She, it's not like she's doing any shit to them. Um, so, you know, I hope, you know, this storyline continues and that she doesn't mess it up or spill anything or get fired. Um and, you know, as many sides as we can see to Maddie, that, you know, that's something I love. Um, do you want to talk about um, that before? Then talk about Maddie and then we'll segue to someone else. A hundred percent. I think everything, like I agree with obviously everything you said about the scene with Maddie, the babysitting. I, I also agree that, like I said, more context to Maddie would be great. But now, obviously, the more I watch and everything we've discussed, I also definitely agree that it doesn't need to be her childhood, even if they show her her present, like what her home or family situation is like now, such that she has this really, really big link to um, this big link to, like you said, her trying on these clothes, this jewelry, this is that and the third, like, what is it behind all of that? Like we said, I think you said this maybe two episodes ago, that it's clear that there's a certain lifestyle that Maddie wants, but like, where does that stem from? But more so like in the now, like even if it's just like Maddie didn't have the best upbringing and then you see what's happening at home now that makes her the way she is. But I totally agree, like them having access to these adults makes a big difference. It's, it's really, and I also felt like it was humanizing. It humanized Cassie a tiny bit that we all don't like the way Cassie's moving. But at the end of the day, like the woman said, because of the way I grew up and the way I was, I would have taken 
anything from somebody who's giving me a little bit of attention. And we literally saw that happen in real time with Cassie. They gave us that backstory. McKay had just left. All of that had happened. And then that one scene when she was at the shop with, and then Nate was like, hey, do you want to ride? And he gave her a li- literally a speck of attention. And Cassie fell in love. Smidgen. A smidgen. And, and a real life smidgen. And Cassie fell in love with Nate. Um, and even the whole, yeah, she was in love. It was based off of that night, the drive to the back to the party, and 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 that was it. And from then she was a gone girl. So I think when that woman obviously explained that, and even Maddie in that scene said, that is really like it's sad, like that's heartbreaking. It's sad that somebody feels that way. But it is what it is. And I think maybe let's just say the scene that ended up happening, like when Maddie got home, didn't happen. Maybe she would have still been pissed with Cassie, but following what this adult or this lady who she babysits for, what she had said, it would have maybe shed some light on, maybe this is why Cassie did what she did. Um, I do agree that sometimes it feels like the adults in the show aren't necessarily as helpful as they could be, bar maybe Ali or this woman who Maddie babysits for. But that also, I I feel like also is a metaphor for life we've all heard like you know you may grow in age and a lot of us be like oh well we always used to hear when we're younger age equals maturity and equals wisdom but it doesn't and now that a lot of us go to therapy and we've seen or we've heard what a lot of people who work in psychology and therapy have had to say that a lot of people's psychological maturity lies in which the point that they experienced a lot of trauma so Nate's mom can only do so much. That's why she's okay with Nate basically abusing Maddie and saying, Haha, I thought I was like, yeah, that's my son. Yes, defend your mom. And you're acknowledging that he was strangling the babe. <laughs> but you're like, a part of you was like, yes, defend your mom. Yeah, mamas, that's not okay. And like you pointed out, even back from her saying, oh, they're fucking, oh, uh, I miss high school. Like little things like that. Like, maturity wise you're not there you look at Rue's mom like you said if we maybe knew a lot more context on how she grew up and how she got to the point that she was at maybe we shed more light on why she was so harsh and whatever with Rue rather than oh wait what's wrong like it was more another more um, emotion before concern same as a lot of the just the I mean Cassie and Lexi's mom has been stunted emotionally and mentally in terms of her growth because she's still stuck on the point where she ended up cheating on her man and she was an alcoholic and she ain't really moved much since i was happy she obviously clocked cassie for her actions but we'll get into that but yeah don't not too much not too much no no, not too much but i I was gonna say like in terms of being helpful for example it wasn't until this moment where shit really hit the fan that she really stepped up and was like cassie no you know, all along it was just like, mm, I, mm, I mean, I. yes, she was. I mean, I'm not sure. Should we just talk? I think let's just go on to go in on her. I mean, in as much as yeah, it's easy to like bash on her, you know, for her for her shortcomings. And there's lots of those. I don't even know if you can still call them shortcomings, long coming. Um, but now you know better than it. I 
um in as much as it's easy to bash cassie and and lexi's mom about her shortcomings i think i mean obviously we can we can decide to disagree or agree about you know when someone shows up for you but i think her showing up for lexi in that moment and saying no you're not about to treat lexi like she's the problem in all of this when you literally like what you did was so messed up and you are so far gone that you don't even want to be called out about it. You don't want to be held accountable for it and say, and us saying what you did was messed up. You know, this guy, like they said, bullied you, made fun of how you look up until a certain point, And then he showed you two minutes of attention. And now you can't stop thinking about the man. You know what I mean? Um, so I, I hear, I hear where the mom's coming from and how she defended Lexi and how Lexi's, you know, Lexi's concerns had always been that she's just in the background of every scene. She's not really taken seriously. And it's like, it felt like standing up for the underdog and rooting for the underdog. It was easy for Cassie to bash into her sister because she thought her mom would have just watched and let it happen. But I think we got to give auntie hello. Hello. Thanks for standing up for her. I got to give her flowers because even when she said, Cassie, we, I've had enough. I, I, I heard her. I, even I was like, I've had enough. She's okay. like, I'm just trying to watch Millionaire Matchmaker for an hour. It's fucking peace. One hour. I'm asking for one hour. Like, one hour. And I also felt like, I hope you all hear me. All I know is we all know Cassie was not going to harm herself. I just feel like Cassie is fucking spiraling out of control and needed some attention. All of this, oh, everyone is treating me like a villain because you are. Everyone is. Well, no, maybe don't act like one. Like, don't do villain shit, you know? And I think it's really sad to watch her try and comfort or console herself and her actions in, oh, but they were broken, broken up for three and a half weeks. Even if they're broken up for a month, why are you going for your best friend's ex when you know how abusive they were and manipulative they were and how horrible and they you, were? You did not like this. You guy. hated them. Like, and Lexi was like, this let's, is let's cut the crap. Let's cut the crap. At least if while they were dating, she, it was like, you know, you I know? like this guy. I but no, you did not. It was not a thing that you're like, these feelings, these feelings came because the guy gave you a ride to a party. That is delusional. And it's crazy how she's painted as, I didn't know him as much as I do. It's been four weeks, five max, baby. Baby. I mean, you know what? I will say one thing I do want to point out. Nate and Cassie make better sense as a couple. Like, if you take out the mess of it all, they make better. I think, based Nate on what Nate, just you just tap- you guys just haven't seen them fighting, and that's the, the tapped the tapness. I mean, okay, I can only go by what I've seen. Yeah, I can only go by what I've seen. The tapness of the both of them <laughs> makes sense. Like Nate and Mighty just did not work, and I feel like had it been any other situation, maybe if I'd known them more, I think I would have said. You know, Nate and Cassie, like Nate and Cassie, if you think about couples in high school, they're that couple that really thinks everybody's worried about them and everybody's checking for them and everybody cares about what they're doing and everybody's watching them. And well, really, you don't, you, it could not be further from the, it, that could not be further from the truth. Like, we, we don't do care. Not, we we like, do not care. That couple that's like, oh my gosh, you guys know both for prom king and queen? No. You guys, you guys, and it's like, you guys are running. <laughs> and you you like you're like anyway like why would you think in your head you're like, why would you think i'd vote anyway you? child <laughs> like you know that couple that thinks they like julia fox and kanye west basically like yeah like we don't care 
that really thinks they are giving something. The truth of the matter is. When she came and announced that she's going to be doing an interview, intimate details, who can like we don't care. I'm I'm good on that. I honestly I'm good on that. And also, I honestly, Lexi has a special place in my heart. So not too much. Not too much. No, I love mind. Lexi personally. Even when Lexi called now, and I even saw the, the moment Lexi got mad for her man. She said, So that's why you snitched on Fesco. That's why. She said, not on my man. She said, my man, my man. Everybody talking about my, my man. man. My, my man. That's why. And she said, how pathetic. Or she said, how sad when she walked out the kitchen. I said, oh. and you can even see Kesley was like, Lexi, she even uh, forgot that she had thoughts of robbing herself with the fucking folks. Uh, she was like, like oh. and what is this? What She's like, what is this, honey? What is this, honey? So, I mean, do you want to give your thoughts on the Cassie of it all and the mama of it all? And then we'll get into Fesco. Okay. Like, Fexy, okay. I think that's the couple names. Yes, Fexy. But um, I, I, I still maintain, I give Cassie's mom, or Cassie and Dex's mom, her flowers. We're finally saying something because, honestly, it's about time. Um, I think my, I'm literally on my notes, I wrote Cassie Mboragat. Like, I'm tired. I'm so tired of Cassie. I'm so tired of all of this victim situation where she wants to act like she's a victim. I'm happy, you know, Lexi called her out. I'm happy that their mom was also like, Cassie, give me a fucking break. Like, I want to watch TV. Um, She doesn't want to die. All of that stuff is honestly for attention. And I'm happy that Lexi was like, no, dude, no. You're pathetic. Wait, her mom even said we need a fucking exorcism for this one. Like her mom can see that this one is beyond being a gone girl. She's lost it. She's she's possessed. She's obsessed. It's a lot. And I also was just really disappointed in the fact that she wanted to liken her situation or her and her dad, like their situation with their dad would ruin her dad. I'm not saying like, and I do agree with what she said that I'm not sure what's worse, knowing that your dad is alive and they're just not there or knowing that at least not at least but my dad's no longer alive so that's why i don't hear from them as opposed to he's alive but i just don't hear from him but people tend to forget that addiction is a disease and trying to make that a competition and no. what's worse, honey no honey. like you can both have trauma but your trauma is different mm. don't try and make, don't try to sit and be like well mine is worse than rue no you have your own situation and rue has her own sweetie, and i think no sweetie no baby no sweetie no and people also sometimes forget that addiction is a disease so yes you both have situations the similarity that you have is you both have situations with your dad and your dad's no longer being here but on top of that she now has a disease that is addiction you want to liken the two and you want to liken rue having a drug addiction to you screwing your best friend's ex like it, it doesn't make sense. It's not okay. I don't know what kind of delusion of grandeur she's come into, but it's, it's not it. And I think I even wrote she's doom chain because she's cutting people off. She's burning bridges. And you could see it in her mom's eyes when Cassie walked out after that text. She was like, this one, mezzle. She's walking out. She's going with Nate. It's not going to end well. It's, 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 it's going to end in tears. And a part of me is like, I don't want her to suffer, but I hope she learned her lesson because I need her to wake up. Um, get some help, baby. 
um, if you can. And you need to not project the fact that obviously you have these issues with let me get love wherever I can. It's not healthy. It's not going to end well. And when it's not late, it will always be somebody else. And sometimes it just simply ends up in, in really sad situations. So I feel like she's stupid. I can't even say lame, corny, boo, tomato, tomato, tomato. Like, you know, the tweet that said bricks, tomatoes ain't even hard enough. You need a brick because wake up, wake, wake up, mamas. Um, but like you said, her mom has been dizzy, but into this episode, she honestly held Cassie accountable. She stood up for Lexi when necessary. And she said, listen, no, Cassie, no. So that's why I'm going to leave it there. Um, yeah, that's why I'm going to leave it there. Let's go on to the next, what you got to say? I think, yeah, the episode, I mean, there were a lot of people from what, like the, to the reactions I saw who were disappointed that we got a lot more Cassie and Nate content that we, than we did Fexie. Because obviously everyone wants to see Fexie, but I think Fexie would be too easy for them to have given us Fexie in like in one the in one scene where they kiss, they everything. They, no, guys, let's play the long game here. Let's 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 draw it out. Let's have all these moments. Like you see that stand by me moment. I said, hey, no, if I weep, they're so cute. If I weep for forty days and forty nights, so Gina, I said, but sexy. And darling, darling. And you know something? It's the way he'll be like, shoddy. I'm like, I mean, his ass talk a little slow for me. It, he took a little slow. No, I think for me, but as a viewer and for Lexi, I can be like, that's a little cute. Like, he, he's like, yeah, you know. My, I mean, we also have to bear in mind, the man be smoking. How many, like, he be high a lot of the time. He go talk a little slow. You know what I'm saying, ma. You know <laughs> what you're doing to me. Yeah, I love that movie. That's my shit. I'll get so frustrated because guys, I literally I can trip over words. That's how fast I talk. But yeah. him, <laughs> uh, like I'd, I think any conversation between us, I'll be trying to finish his sentence because I'm like, you're tired. Hurry, hurry. You're hungry. You're, uh, like it just wouldn't. It this wouldn't, is shit. <laughs> like you're a piece of shit. You hate me. <laughs> but whatever you're saying, let me speed it up. Let like London speed it up. Houston rocket. Um. But, you know, I really do stand, stand, you know, seeing this couple figure things out for themselves and kind of, um, you know, work their way towards being a couple. I mean, I'm worried about next episode with the stuff with the police. Now that there's clearly a police investigation. In yes, this that blonde is girl that and that guy, the fucking ops. Those people are ops. And I feel like when I saw the episode thing, I feel like Ashley is going to... It's either the cops are going to get there and it's going to be Doomsville, or mm-hmm. Astray is going to... Because he looked... When he saw the guy come up, I feel like Astray, as usual... Astray is... He's going to crunch. He's up here. He's awake. And I was so sad when he went to the toilet and he missed that whole situation exchange. But I hope something in him is like... No, he shined his eye. He's shined his eye. Yeah, there's a problem. I'm really hoping he's going to shine his eye because I was like... If Fez doesn't happen to turn up at that fucking show, even last minute, I will scream. Oklahoma, I, I want him to see Oklahoma. Lex, Lex is not going to be fine. I need him to see Oklahoma. So he also clocks for himself that, is this fair about us? But do you understand that Oklahoma is not the name of the play? I even pointed out to my friend. Wait, what? 
It's Oklahoma not- isn't the name of the play. So Oklahoma is the name of the play that was happening already. And that's the one I think Cassie auditioned for and didn't get in. No, Cassie didn't audition for Oklahoma. Wait, okay. she, looked, she looked like she was auditioning for Oklahoma. Sorry, sorry, not Cassie. I wanted to say Lexi. Because you know the black girl that Lexi was holding auditions with? Yeah, she auditioned that was for her play, play. And she didn't get in. And then so she Oklahoma went. Is and another play. Oklahoma is another one because when when Lexi was sticking flyers in school, she was sticking her flyers, and it said, "Are you tired of Oklahoma?" And they were sticking it over the Oklahoma flyers. So I think Oklahoma is a different book and a story that the school was doing a play on Oklahoma. And when Jules obviously brought up, she had seen the person from fucking Oklahoma, but that's not Lexi's play. Lexi's play is a different play with a different name, but they haven't. Oh, you know, name. now that puts that scene into context because it means. Lexi was telling Cassie that the play is Oklahoma because she didn't want it to be known. She wanted to cover her own tracks. But, but when Ca- the, is Cassie what not going to watch the play? Cassie's no, gonna watch the no play. everyone's going to watch the play in the end still because they're going to know that, okay, Lexi's play is on today. But it's not called Oklahoma. That's the main point. Because the day that other black, the black girl who was doing auditions with Lexi, she auditioned for Oklahoma and didn't get in. And they were both like, ah. Then Lexi started writing her own play. Well, I don't know if she had started writing her own play before, but when they when the black girl didn't get into Oklahoma, she was like, and then Lexi was like, do you want to come and put in a play? Da, 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 da. And they started holding, holding auditions for her play. But as of now, we don't know the name of Lexi's play, but it's not Oklahoma. I'm going to check the hashtag. I'm just going to search Oklahoma and see if everybody thinks the play is called Oklahoma as well, or if people have also started to clock it. A lot um, of people think it's Oklahoma because when I told my friend Jay yesterday, she was like, wait, what? And then she went to see and she was like, oh, shit. It's not and called yeah, Oklahoma. It's not Oklahoma. Oklahoma's a Because I think there's a, a general book called Oklahoma, and that's why there's a play about it. Like Yeah, because even um Kat in that scene is like, Oklahoma's not a play that you read. Exactly. Um, but like my closing thoughts, this is my final thought on, on Euphoria for this week, is that Nate Jacobs does not deserve a redemption arc. I need him. Listen, I don't know if you man ever watched How to Get Away with Murder. I need season three to be a who killed Nate Jacobs extravaganza. I'm quoting a tweet that I saw. It must be a murder mystery. I don't want to find out who killed him. I don't care. I actually don't care a damn. I just want him gone. I want Nate Jacobs because that guy is a bastard. He, ooh, he gets on my nerves. And I just think the stuff that he's done, even him handing Jules the tape, I don't buy it. That tape, I know, I know how sex tapes work. Tapes are always going to come out. It's always going to come out. So regardless of him giving it to Jules, someone's cop- someone along this chain, I don't know if they've copied it or swapped it out, but I think this sex tape is going to come out. And even how they're like, oh, you know, his dad's a pedophile, it's going to come out. And I don't, I think it's going to come out. The dad's not going to be dead. The dad's going to be alive. Everything's going to be fine. But that is going to come out. And I'm scared because Nate now seems like he could be, you know, on the up and up. He could be a good guy. He could be what? Don't fall for it, ladies and gentlemen. Do not fall for it. We ride out at dawn. Do you hear me? Those are my final thoughts on Euphoria. um i won't say my final thought per se because i think first thing i still want to mention that cat is a fucking psycho and she's a bitch um and i used to feel really sorry for her because you know you've been in that person you're the plus size babe people don't take you seriously people don't you know rate you and i just feel like i expected so much more for someone who's been through that that 
now that you found someone who's genuinely interested in you, the very least, even if you're not feeling it, it's not by force, but you don't need to gaslight them. You don't need to lie. And she tried to guess. And I'm so, I was so happy for Ethan. I'm normally not on the side of, side of men, especially straight men, but I was so happy that he was up and he was woke and he said, mm-mm. You're not about to guess like me. I know what you want. I know you don't want to be together. I just wish you were honest enough to say that. But you know what? I'm going to do you the favor. Goodbye. And she tried to act like, what? Here you go. How could? No. No, no, no. And he was above that. He said, listen, not me. Maybe Play with your pussy. Not me. He said, no, not me. You're not about to do me. No. Um, and then that's why I was really disappointed in Kat. But even skipping back to Nate, Nate is a psycho. I felt so sorry for Maddie because she's visibly traumatized as anyone would be in that situation. And normally Maddie is able to get over the shit that Nate does. Like it's like, oh, okay, here Nate goes again. And I think she'd gotten to a point where right or wrong, good or bad, she knew that mm, this guy's a little tap, but he is what he is. But she had never seen him go to this extent. And it's so sad seeing her very visibly traumatized by what he's done. And I think he's fucking tapped. And I just want to know, when he stops and realizes what the fuck but at this point like you said i want him dead i don't even want anyone to investigate his death i just wanted to, I, I just want him dead just just gone and like you said him giving jules the tape had absolutely nothing to do with him being a good person yes he does actually maybe a part of him still loves jules but that's not why he did it and this goes back to the scene in the episode where he pointed out or where when rue was narrating she pointed out that Nate didn't give a flying fuck what happened to his dad. But what Nate did know, his dad has his company and he's supposed to inherit this company. So I'm going to do everything I can to preserve this image so that when I inherit this company, there is money in it. I don't necessarily think that there may be copies of the tape. I don't think Maddie made copies of the tape because I don't even think Maddie actually thought that Nate knew that she had the tape. So I don't think it will come out through Jules per se, but I think it will still come out that their dad or Nate's dad is a pedophile or he, this is what he does. Then I think Nate, like you said, there may not necessarily be a copy, but I definitely think he just did it for himself. He did it because he knows if word gets out and it's Jules, somebody I went to school with and then it's... The, is gonna be 10 times, 10 times, 10 times, 10. In his head, I don't think he has the guts to steal all the other tapes or, and again, because he doesn't know the other people in the tapes, he knows, as in my dad maybe would have slept with this person, but he doesn't know them personally. Jules goes to a school, so you know that this person is underage or at the very least is, is in high school. The other people, they don't go to your high school, so maybe you're like above me now, but at least in terms of somebody who goes to high school, I've done the damage control. It's whether the other people end up being exposed and if they are underage, then, you know, Cal is doomed. But I definitely think that for now, I don't think there's many tapes, but I definitely think he just did it for his own self-serving purposes. So it's crazy to watch that side of Euphoria Twitter feel like, oh, guys, but at least he gave it to Jules. Oh, that, that man does not care about Jules. Like, he may love her, but he definitely didn't do that out of the love or the care he has for her. It was 1,000% less than, if this gets out, I'm screwed. And I'm not about to be screwed. So I'm going to do what I can to get that tape. That's why at the end, he was able to be like, I was playing. I was this. How the fuck you play? What happened to a good old hopscotch? Pool. Monopoly. 
<laughs> this man said I was just playing. No. Mm -mm. Um, but let me use that as a point to segue into um the reality, you know, in the reality check podcast. Um <laughs> I know we've both watched um, Real Housewives of Miami and, you know, we've been enjoying it. Um, you know, this episode, like, like you know, if you caught, caught at the beginning how much we enjoyed, um, how much we enjoyed this episode of Real Housewives of Miami, you know, like the Real Housewives, the beauty of the Real Housewives is it's really petty. It's really... You know, it's it's not anything serious. It's just, I mean, you can get serious. Don't to trust. Don't get me wrong, but you know, it's really petty. It's really fun. It's really you know lighthearted, and that's the best thing about you know the Real Housewives of Miami. Um, and can I just say, I really do enjoy the intro. I think it's so fun that it's a song Adriana did, um, and you know that they've used that and incorporated that. Um, into the show and it's like now part of the show's you know biology it's you know it's dna at this point um but yeah like i said um i don't know if it was last week or the week before that real houses miami really does take me back to um the old housewives and how it used to be back then you know the petty drama you know women arguing over you know if which which part of their mansion they're gonna sleep in how they don't have nannies and how hard their lives is and don't get me wrong I think their lives have probably you know do have their own struggles when you're in you know that social class you know where you know you have that much money but at the end of the day money has you know cushioned them from a few problems that they would have you know had they been living normal lives but yeah um like even looking at Lisa and how her husband pointed out that she gets up in the morning and one of her problems is picking what Rolls Royce to drive. Listen, if that was a problem someone offered me to have, I would gladly swap all the problems I currently have. And I'll take, take it. I'll take and, it. And take, oh, am I going to go in the black one or the blue one today? Um, plus, you know how I feel about Lisa's husband. Like, I'm not like... If y'all if y'all ever brought him around me, y'all y'all gonna have to turn around. Y'all gonna have to look away. Right yeah. idea, wrong bitch. Not me. Like me, like a bitch like me. You don't do that with a bitch like me. Like you, you, you give me a moment because, um, I think like Queen Lisa. I think Lisa this week was on form, even though she was on holiday in. I think she was in Europe I forgot where in Europe she was even though she was absent I still say and I still I want to reiterate I would like to be Lisa Hoxstein you know the husband the money the stripper heels the horse voice the Rolls Royces the Birkins the wardrobe that I don't know if it rotates or whatever was going on with that wardrobe thingamajiggy um and I just think she's still she's still the apple of my eye on that franchise. I mean, obviously, you know, now I have other people competing for my attention. You know, your Lassa, you know, Lassa turned up for some reason this episode. Adriana turned up this episode. Ah! Next episode, Julia's turning up. Turning I'm up. Like, I'm just like, guys, I'm telling you, they got to some point in the season and the producers told them, you bitches, are you, are you guys playing? Are you guys playing around? Because... When I bag. tell you two episodes ago in a recording, I told you the producers came and woke these bitches up. They said, listen. They turned the fire on and said, 
roast time, bitches. You guys, you guys, from the time that we the Hamptons, they said you want to bumper, you want to chill with the big boys. But I also, you know what? But honestly, I think also to some extent, I think we're not being honest with ourselves. Think about it. With a lot of these housewife seasons, I mean, there's a there's there's a slow you know trickle of drama, slow trickle of drama. There's issues that start in the beginning that you know by mid season are over, but then by mid season, all hell breaks loose and like everybody's got an issue with everybody else. And also, before you um chip in, think about it. these people have been off air. It would be weird if they dropped us into a bomb of drama. Adria, what's her name? Alexia's life has enough drama for us to be dropped into that bomb. I think they needed a slow trickle. So I think I like that it seems like they filmed before everyone started fighting. And we see how all these fights, Marisol and um, Nicole, um, Lassa and um, Adriana, like that we that trickle, I really enjoyed. I have enjoyed watching it. And because let's be honest, honestly, as we've said, it's never felt boring. right i'm not gonna front you right as always oh here we go (laughs) what i will say is that um and i don't know if it's a case of maybe this specific franchise just happens to be a lot more dramatic but think of other franchises how like pardon me we've ended seasons where certain people have simply just not shown up despite there being drama mid to end of the season. And even those that like, like you said, from mid to end of the season, there's now significant exchange between everyone on the cast. But in other franchises, it seems, or it's come across where it's like, there is an exchange, but for some people it's like, it's not that serious, like, okay, bye. Whereas in this franchise, none of it is really that, the only exchange that I could say was super light and not maybe that worth exploring was maybe Gertie and Adriana at Julia's birthday and Lisa and Adriana in the Hamptons. Hampton, sorry. Everything else has been really up there and the drama hasn't been like, we will, I will still point out, like we, we pointed out about this franchise that a lot of the drama, it, it generally, generally seems like it's juicy, but it's a lighter franchise where the drama is never deep to where I can never be friends with you. I think the only thing for now we've seen is maybe Nicole and um, Marisol, and even with them too, I think they'll still be able to coexist. It's just one of those, I'm just simply not gonna talk to you. You're not gonna talk to me, that's fine. But I still do maintain that there was a point where people woke up. For example, we kept commenting on Julia like, yeah, mm-mm. we kept commenting on even Lisa, love her, but she's gonna need to do more. Lassa, Lassa, fine, you've been on the show, you've come back, but even some of your classmates are treating you as an outsider. There came a point where Lassa was up. That's what I'm like, to me anyway, it's giving that there's a, it may not have necessarily been, okay, wake up, you guys are sleeping or you guys are slacking, but it was definitely like, you guys gonna stay on there? Y'all not just gonna walk around here being friends. Cause at the end of the day, like I said, a key thing about this, and even that thread we're referring to last week, a key thing about this franchise is how a lot of the issues or drama that they have in the grand scheme of things, everybody can look right past it. That's not like other franchises where it's been like a Kenya and a Porsche where you know these they're not going to be friends. It's not like a Kenya and a Phaedra. It's not like a 
candy and a Porsche at a point. It's not like a candy and a Nini at a point or a fit. Like it's been beef, you know, in those other franchises. Whereas here, that's not the case. And in cases where you're able to look right past the drama really quickly, in other parts of the show, you're gonna have to give us more. You can't all be kumbaya, my lord, kumbaya until next season because that's just not gonna get you the views. Alexia cannot carry the entire drama of the show on her back. Everyone is going to need to show up and do their part. And that's why I'm like, hmm. Hmm. It's giving a little, just just a little push of motivation (laughs) from our producers because baby, baby. I mean, if there's one thing um, I'm thankful for, it's the emergence of... um, Lassa as a not even a villain I don't even want to say villain I think Adrian has always kind of been the villain but Lassa waking up and shining her eye to um Adriana's mess I mean don't get me wrong what what Adriana did was dead wrong like you know you don't have to speak about that man piece you know you don't have to talk about it you don't have to have it in your mouth you talk about its size you know, I even wrote in my notes, Adriana is the human version of, now, why you act like that? You don't see the way you act? Like what? You don't see the way you act? That's why nobody want to be around you. Like, that is Adriana. You didn't have to do that. Like, you are just, at this point, I don't know what you want from us. Like, you are just trouble. Um, But yeah, like, how you know, Adriana antagonized Lassa to the point where, like, why would you, like, you know, you're, like, you know, it's wrong. Even if you know, you don't know any better, guys, you know, it's wrong to talk about your friend. Even if it's a friend, um, an ex-friend, you know, it's wrong to bring him up. Like, you ain't got to do that. You, you ain't got to do all that, mamas. Um, which is why it was hard to kind of sympathize with Adriana. And, oh, I'm talking about my experience because I think that's what she always like um runs back to because even in her argument with Gerdy she's like I was talking about my experience as well but it's like if your experience you're talking about your experience at someone else's expense can you really then say oh I'm talking about my experience that you know it's, it's this innocent thing it's not at this point it stops being innocent it's malicious you know what you're doing you're trying to be messy and you know I'm just not gonna stand for it and I like that um what's her name now her name is escaping me Lassa didn't let it just slide and um happen to her it's like no you're not gonna talk to me crazy uh that's not right um I agree I think Adriana is a little she does a bit much and hinged is the word like she does way too much um, first of all, when even got to the lunch turned into drinks thing with um, Kiki and Lassa, she was already oversharing. And then apart from the oversharing and everyone's already... She's drunk or something. I don't know, but it's still too... Like, you know, there's this, a saying that Shona people say sometimes. It's like, Dawamushi, like, be drunk, but in a good way, you know? Don't, don't, act like, don't, don't act like a crazy person. Like, act like you still have sense. Like, what? And if you know your limits, why are you drinking to that point where you've now exceeded your limit and now you're acting crazy or you're talking crazy? You know, um, 
I think the Kanye comment was left field. And let's just be honest, from the beginning of the season, even in all her confessionals or whatever, Adriana has not made the secret that, oh, Lars is now back from trying to be friends with the Kardashians. I never like that. I like that. And let's not make it seem like within the last year and definitely during the time of filming, maybe a little bit even before, it wasn't in the tabloids about how Lars is no longer friends with Kim, who you know is married to Kanye. So even all of this, um, but that's a public figure. That's a public figure. And this is my experience. That was so, so good. That thing, that invitation was so good. I just like, <laughs> that invitation was really good. But like, yeah, he's a public figure, but you know the relation that Lassa had. She was you know what you're talking about. And you know that Lassa was best friends with his wife or soon to be. It doesn't matter. You know it's a sensitive situation. Rather do, because now in the tabloids, it's going to be put out there that Lassa, while she was filming for Real Housewives, was saying this on this episode of Real Housewives, Lassa was there while her... Like, you know it's going to look messy. Already, I'm no longer friends with this person or these people. Don't make it more awkward. And I really, really hate it or dislike... No, I kind of say dislike. I hated the fact that um, Adriana tried to make it seem like she didn't understand. And then she tried to spin it as she's hypersensitive. What? Is it that she wants Kanye's dick? Is it that, no, you know that's not the case. Thank you. But you know that once you say something so outrageous, some people will shine their eye and now maybe think, oh, maybe Lassa does. You know that there is no, like, there's there's no way that that's what Lassa wanted. Lassa simply said, babes, she even said, if that's the experience, that's fine. Discuss it with somebody else. Don't do it around me. Don't do it around me. And she tried to make it seem like Lassa was so outrageous. And one thing I will say about this cast that I don't like, I don't know if it's because they generally have been friends for a long time um, and not just castmates, or they want to ride for their castmates. Even when the fit, when they got to Gertie's event and it was spoken about, not a single person told Adriana that you're mad. Like Marisol pulled a face and she was like, hmm? what? And you could see they all thought, why would you say that? Alexia no, but think about it. But how no one wants to say. Like how do you tell someone like her that she's. You're mad. You're wrong. Because the problem is sometimes in a lot of situations in life, some people become the monster that you've, you've created. You've let them go on so long unchecked that they feel like the things that they do are justified and they're okay. And that's why Adriana is able to come up in a confessional is like, oh, well she left us to try and be a Kardashian. It didn't work out and now she's back. Because she feels like She's got a body as big as Kim Kardashian. <laughs> but she will never be her. Like, she feels she like she's got the support of Marisol and Alexia and Gertie and this person because no one is checking Adriana to her face. Not a single one. Even if they think that what she's doing isn't fine. That's why when some of them come and say these things in the confessions, I'm like, but you didn't have this energy in person. And that for me is always like, ugh, here we go. But I just don't know what she was hoping to achieve from the Kanye comments. And I really do think, in my personal opinion, just wrapping up on Adriana, she has a crazy inferiority complex and she's going to need to sort that out because everything always spins back down to, what, because you're the queen bee? What, because you were, you were friends with Kim? What, same with, she said the same thing about Lisa. She said the same thing about Lisa. She said the same thing about what, because they're queen bees. Baby, it's giving, you're not doing enough. It's not that everyone else is doing too much. You're not doing enough. You're afraid that other people outshine you. You know that the you know about the connections and the links that these other women have, and it upsets you. But you're going to need to sort out 
your inferiority complex because in some in some cases she comes across delusional like as Lars is trying to speak she's saying you're basically saying like things that nobody said like those words came out of no one's mouth yeah all of this oh you think you're better than even in the forecast of the the preview of what's to come she's back with the you think you're better than everyone you've always got this and you're calling Lassa a prude because she doesn't want to talk about peanut Lassa, i just don't want to talk about that person and their private parts you know because... you know the link i have with this person i don't want to talk about it she even went as far and i even feel like it's a shame she had to go so far and explain my kids have played with some of these people's kids you want to be on broad daylight tv talking about Oh, but I saw this person's penis. It was thick, and it was this, and it was the lie. The story already seems shady, but anyway, that's the truth. No one can come. And and and, that. but why bring it up then? Like it's the timing <laughs> for me. Like so. Of I mean, you the person you're up. bringing it up to as well. Let's not sit here and pretend like you don't know the significance of the link between Kanye and Lassa, and the fact that you want to make it seem like well, he's a public figure. Like you know, it's simply not that. So don't make it seem like that's the reason, and don't sit here and call her a prude. She just simply said, "Talk about this somebody else," and the fact that she tried to bring in. You know, I mean, you've had these extramarital affairs. One would think you're not so judgmental. She didn't okay, but I can't lie. That was a read because Lassa, but I think it was a read from where I'm standing because Lassa said she's been married the longest. I'm like, ma'am, have you not been terrorizing athletes and their wives for like <laughs> five years now? Like, <laughs> nobody is safe around you. Like, no one is actually it is safe. It is safe. Because <laughs> Lassa is around. Like, <laughs> Lassa is actually around and yeah. she's pr- she's on the prowl. She's gonna take your man. You don't I want do agree also with the fact that like with that whole you've done you have extramarital affairs and you're talking about how oh somebody had a child out of wedlock. You are married and there was future, there was Malik, there's like somebody could also spin the block on you. But I just simply think in terms of Julia referencing this to me to coincide with this, it makes sense. The two stories don't match. Use that story for something else, Lassa said, not for this one. That's a, and also it's the timing as well. That's a, that's, a, that's weird. That's a weird. <laughs> so it's clear that a lot of these women, they're in each other's camps and they're all kind of like sticking up for each other. Like Marisol sticks up for Alexia. Um, Julia is going to stick up for, um, what's her name? Adriana, as if Adriana honestly needs it. Adriana can have that. Adriana got her big girl panties on. Julia's one who needs defense. Adriana's good. Yeah, but um, like we're saying about Lassa, I mean, of all people to mention, I think she could have just said a celebrity and then if she wanted to talk about it, then she could have said a celebrity or she could have just mentioned it when Lassa wasn't around. I really think she could have handled yeah. that a lot better and she chose not to. That's the thing. You made a choice not to. So don't be surprised if I call you out about it. Especially because I feel before the calling out came, Lassa tried to stop her in the tracks so many times. Mamas, no, no. Mamas, talk about something I'm not here. Please stop. You know that this is my friend. Adriana, stop. But why? Why is it? Why are you so pressed? And I just think as much as Adriana is annoying and makes a good TV, it gets a bit draining. I think, and this is the same thing I was saying with Marisol. You can be great for good TV, but know when to stop. I think with Adriana, she just kept going on and on and on and on for far too long. Like, even Kiki got frustrated. Kiki was like, I, like, 
Hey, boo. I was I was kiki in that whole argument. Like, when did we get here? Why are we here? Can we stop? Can because it went on just far too long, longer than it needed to. And I can't lie, that was on Julia. Like, had you just stopped, mamas, when they said stop, 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 stop. You carry on. stop. You carry on. Stop. You want to carry on. Next thing, someone's approved. Why are you so defensive? Doesn't mean you want his penis. Da-da-da-da. Well, this is my experience. I'm just oh, give us a break. Mm-mm. I'm I'm over her. I mean, you have to be a particular kind of unhinged to come to like what was meant to be a positive thing. They didn't have any beef. They were cool, and totally turn from that into like totally annihilating someone's character and now saying she wanted, you know, the peen. She is a prude. She's all these things. Even though I feel like, you know, arguing with someone can sometimes bring out the things you've always wanted to say. So maybe she's always wanted mm-hmm. to say that Lassa as a whole and, you know, Lassa is messy and everything. 100%. But, but she never had the opportunity. Um, Like you said as well, it was good TV. It made for very good TV because child, Adriana making herself the Kardashian detective. Really? I mean, we've all wanted to know what happened between the Kardashians and really? Lassa. Adriana said, y'all don't know. I'm gonna find out for y'all. I'm gonna tell you. I, I have it. I have it right here. She's like, <laughs> I have it right here. The documentation, and she's got evidence. And she is not letting go. She's like a dog with a bone. She was not gonna let it go. <laughs> I agree. I think we 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 did need her to do that detective work. We need her to persevere a little bit. But like I said, I just hope she. No, I can't say I hope she, because she never knows where to draw the line, but I wish she had struck the, the perfect balance between knowing where to draw the line and being the detective we all need, because already she does make for good TV, but she kind of crosses the line where you're like, oh, what? You're doing too much now. Whereas if she had struck the balance, she'd be perfect. I feel like in Housewives, obviously I can only talk about the franchises I, I watch. Sheree, for me, struck that balance. Sheree, we knew has the bone carrier. She knows when to carry the bone. She knows when to dig. She knows when to mention this. But when it's not getting too much, she'll stop. That for me is what I need out of out of Adriana because I think unfortunately she doesn't bring much else. So when that's your job, at least know how to do it and do it well. And I promise you, you will be irreplaceable. At this point, you're not that. And even when she was saying all the things you're saying about Rasa, you left for 10 years and came back. It's wild coming from you because you're not even in the top five housewives on this franchise. Like you're one of the most forgettable. Sorry, hate to break it to you. Even Marisol, who's a friend of the show, will still come before you. So you're talking all this big, big, ah, first of all, you left the show and you come here. And I think you got, Lars is even more memorable than you. So is Marisol, who's a friend of the show. Kiki, who comes with a random one-liners, like, Mamas, that's not the hill you want to die on. And like Have I you said, not seen how popular Kiki is, though? Everyone, like... We love her. We love her. My people love them some Kiki. Love them some Kiki. But remember what I was telling you. Kiki is an unproblematic black. She's gorgeous. She's beautiful. She comes with the one-liners. And she's, it's not She's, quote-unquote, exotic. She's exotic. And she's she's the good black. She, she will say what she needs to say, which is relevant, but she doesn't fight. She doesn't question love the OGs. She doesn't question anyone on the show. She's here to look good, have fun, mind her business. They like that. Which I, I think... look good. 
it makes for a good friend of the house. I don't think, I think it would take a lot for Kiki to now be promoted yeah. to full-time housewife. But I don't want to see Kiki as a full-time housewife. Neither I want, do I. I want her to be able to have her freedom, dip in and out when she wants, be a friend of, get invited out for expensive lunches, argue about Kim, about Kanye's penis, and call and it. And try to keep the peace and be like, hey, 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 mom. Hey, hey mommy. Calm, let's, let's calm down. <laughs> that's what i want because i think with kiki if she ended up becoming a full-time housewife we risk that there's a possibility of being disappointed there's there's something good about some people delivering as friends that if they get promoted to a housewife you might truly be disappointed and they won't live up to the expectation and now you're like ah flop era whole time if they just remained a friend of the show that it wouldn't have gone down that way um so yeah that's that's what i think so far um i think it's quite interesting that and this is why i'm like this show we needed nicole shame i think let me not say needed but nicole is such an integral part of the show that it's crazy that marisol tried to say what she wanted to say about marisol i mean about nicole and nicole is still the only housewife to come outside of the confessional and i admit that i'm not gonna lie y'all i thought you julia and adriana your little shit was weird but you know what i see maybe you have a really good friend all these other housewives i don't know about lisa because that's my fave but all these other housewives had all these shit all this shit to say behind their their backs or in their confessions they would never and that's what's so funny that marisol can come and say everything she has to say about nicole but she would never come and admit that she said the things that she said some people end up watching the episodes and see that bra, Marisol said this in her confessional. I even wrote in my notes, I love uh, Nicole one attempt Martin. She said, I gave her one attempt and that's what she's gonna get from me. And you can see in the preview for the next episode, um, Lisa, sorry, is gonna try to get this attempt and she's like, nah. And I don't blame her. She tried to pull her aside. She tried, no, sorry, one attempt. And that's what, and especially because of the way Marisol handled that attempt. I truly do not blame Nicole. No matter how many mutuals you have, baby, I can say hi. You can say hi. You're on that part of the room. I'm on this side of the room. Let's call it a day. Because, like she said, truthfully, if someone can admit that they never heard something out of your own, of their, of your own mouth, but because I know many people in the city and many people have said this, so they told me you said this, so you must have said this, and that's your source. Okay, just, just tell me to my face. You've never liked me, which is odd because you don't know me, but you know what? It is what it is. But rather that than make it seem like, you know, the situation is something else that it's not. Um, I still am surprised Marisol wasn't made full-time because her and Lisa, her and Nicole, sorry, her and Nicole's dynamic, I just, nothing brings me greater joy than seeing two women dislike each other. I'm so sorry. It, like that intent that intently that intently to that level of you know vim obviously there's the sisterhood of the group as a whole but you know seeing lisa and nicole have their attention it's just like oh, i know that's fucking right um yeah last thoughts on miami good episode i it was getting a time no i'm not gonna lie it wasn't filler that beginning with the kanye shit fucking hectic filler 
No, no man, you that was not a fucking filler. That's why I said that was not filler. That was no. a good that was a good episode. A good episode. I personally am fine with Marissa remaining a friend because I think she's too heavily focused on trying to get a mojito. That is a snooze fest. And you know what the problem is? She doesn't try to give us more apart from you're creating this drama with this narrative with Nicole. Give us more and we'll want to see more. Because even on the the night when Nicole arrives, she's like, ugh, um, she's still upset about this. I mean, not, not I, 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 not letting, th- I would, if I were Nicole, I would focus on not letting things bother me, you know, but it's like you were saying in the Hamptons, you don't want to engage with her. You don't like her. She's just the end of third, but you wanted to keep making the efforts. It's tired. It's washed. It's so much better when even on, you know, in Atlanta, when you see there was that phase where Portia would walk into a room and like full on air out candy or full yeah. on air out Kenya. Rather give us that instead of, oh, she's going to come in and not say hi. Ugh, I wouldn't let things bother me. Like, bitch, if you don't shut the hell up, like give people Boy. more. As in, if I slap, like give us more that will make us want, want you to become a hustler because it's going to make us want to see more of you. Like, you know, be that friend. Like for so long, we kept saying Marlo. There's a lot more to Marlo than what we kept being shown. And that's what made people keep asking and pushing for Marlo to become a peach holder rather than just a friend of the show. Cause she gives us a lot more than just the drama. If Marisol did that, I promise you, she would have been a wife going into this next season. But we're still focused on Nicole. That's all I have to say. But in terms of in terms of focusing, I want to sh- quickly shift to New Jersey, Real Housewives of New Jersey. Why are we still talking about Louie and this wellness, this retreat, this Louie? Why? Why? Can I just say, if I was invited to that retreat, it looks like something I would enjoy, and I'm not gonna say why. But it looks like something I would, you know, enjoy partaking in. I hope you pray before you go to bed. <laughs> uh, it looks like a place where I would not be out of... Liam said, that's a little bit of me. <laughs> like, run it back. Run it back, DJ. Run it back. DJ Holiday, bring that shit the fuck back. <laughs> um, I mean... I personally think I'm more, I mean, that's like the second like storyline. Like I feel like the top storyline is clearly um Bill cheating on Jen. Um, but like I don't know. I like before we even get into the storylines, I was gonna say, like the specific storylines, doesn't it ever feel like I mean, what only two episodes in? But when you watch it, does it not feel a lot more produced than the other shows? Like it feels like that last scene where they were in um, Dolores's house and Jen said she had to leave, it just felt like it felt a lot like the acting for some reason. I don't know why. I just don't feel like this is genuinely like how they feel. And it's funny that you mentioned that because when I was feeling like that, I felt like it's because I'm new to this franchise, but everything just felt so like everything is in place and that's how everyone's going to react. And while they're speaking about the situation, Jen is going to show up and then she shows up and then some people put her aside to talk to her. 
And then while she's talking to her, this person's going to come. And then it's going to turn out that the person that was initially defending Jen, she spoke, like, everything just seemed well, too well, like, choreographed there's nothing chaotic about the show exactly it's not giving genuine chaos everything is giving scripted but i really genuinely thought that maybe it's because i'm new to the franchise but it's interesting seeing you see that as well because it's clear that it's not just me you know what i think it probably is i don't know if you've ever watched um the only way is essex um or the made in chelsea Never watched Only Ways Essex. I've watched some episodes of Made in Chelsea and it was literally given scripted. Like they gave you a script and they're like, and cut, let's go. So the way those shows work is they don't have lines, you know, written for them, but it's like they tell you, okay, um, Leo, you're going to film with Nessie today and you guys are going to discuss your friendship and, you know, you're not feeling good about your friendship. So let her know. I don't know if they'll say, let her know you want to be friends or just they let me make decisions for myself. And then we get into the scene and then I'm like, oh, hi, Anesu. Like, I don't know if you've seen, like, search on Alpha, I'll try to find the thread. There was a thread of awkward interactions on, like, the movies Essex and how, like, someone would be at, like, a, like a grocery store and then bump into someone else, even though there's clearly a camera. <laughs> show. You are on. So it's like, yeah, I act like y'all don't see that camera there. Like, you literally just picked up a box of condoms, like, 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 girl, please. Um, but yeah, like it. I think I don't. I don't want to say it's written as in they've said word for word what to say because it does seem like what they're saying, you know, is genuine. But it seems like they've been told something. They've been told act this way, react this way, be angry about this. You know, um, it doesn't feel like this is hundred percent what they genuinely feel. Um. Even the stuff with, like, especially Jennifer. I think if I was to rate the acting skills, Jennifer does not seem like a very good actress. Like, she'd be like, I'm just, I'm, I'm crying about this because girl, I didn't see, see, see one tear drop out of her. You haven't seen one tear. And at the time she started explaining why she's crying, no one has asked you yet why you're crying. And you're already giving us an explanation as to why you're crying. Ma'am! You haven't cried, like, you haven't gotten to the crying part. Like, cry first, and then we can do it. Um, <laughs> so that scene where they're all sitting with Jennifer, confronting her and saying, um, no, but Jennifer, you did this to me, you, nee, nee, nee. so you can't be surprised that this is happening to you. I didn't, I wasn't buying it. I'm trying to give, I'm, I'm going to give the, the, the benefit of the doubt, you know, because it's a franchise or not, you know accustomed to so and we are the reality check podcast but it just kind of made watching it a bit more draining don't get me wrong it was better than ladies who blessed Oof. Oh. Oof. <laughs> Oof. um but yeah um to continue my overall thoughts of this show um they don't seem they seem a lot they don't seem very much like a friend group um i don't know if you remember like on like atlanta how like at some point, Atlanta just became super toxic, like the things they were saying about each other, their fights, they didn't seem to be very many friendships. And I think that's the same with this one. It seems more like alliances than friendships. It's just like, oh, Teresa did this to me last season, so we're on the same side. Um, I did this to this person, so I'm not on your side. Um, which is strange because I think the aim with these shows is to start them off at least 
with a friend group and then work around that but then now I feel like as housewives has gone on it just kind of just kind of like just casted people and throw them in a room together and said y'all friends now um because think about Potomac Potomac even though yeah they weren't Giselle Karen Sharice Katie Ashley um Robin they weren't all friends but at least Karen, Karen knew of knew Giselle and Robin. Um, Giselle and Robin were best friends. Sharice knew them as well. Like they all kind of knew each other, even if they weren't friends, and they built up off of that. And I'm not getting that sense. It just seems like it kind of just hinges on the fact that um Teresa and Melissa are, you know, their in-laws, and the rest of it is bloop, see how it works. Um, so I think if they want to like make New Jersey a bit better next season, they should cast actual friends like an actual you know friend group just so to build that up because you're just always arguing these ladies like even their problems it just seems very manufactured and not like I'm angry at you because in that moment you did this to me and I didn't like that or I didn't like how you spoke to me it's just the negativity is always going to negative and that's all I get from it um yep back to you I agree. The only thing I will probably say I see differently is the fact that I think to me, it looked like they don't seem like friends, but they definitely seem like they are, you know, I don't know how to explain Like, you know, when you live in a certain area, I can probably explain this the best, like in terms of African villages, like, you know, and they say you're going to the village and you know that these people and your grandma, for example, they go to the same church. They're cool with one another. They're not friends, but everyone definitely knows about one another. And they know for the, because maybe every now and again after church or after Bible study or after this or after that, they may chill together. They may know some of the things happening in one another's personal lives, but they're not necessarily friends. And I think New Jersey's um, Real Housewives cast, definitely, I feel like prior to the show, they definitely were all people who knew one another. Some of them were even friends. Some of them maybe hung out. But I don't, like I agree, I don't think that all of them are friends. But even in all of that being said, like you mentioned, everything ends with seeming really... pardon me, really, really manufactured. And it does make it very difficult as a viewer to try and just kind of give an opinion on what's happening in the show because you're so busy realizing that "Mm -mm, this doesn't look like it's a friendship and this looks scripted. So it's hard to even give like what you think of what Dolores has to, what part Dolores has to play, what part Jackie has to play, what part Margaret has to pay, play? What part Jennifer has to play? Because you, you're so, like, it's so clear that this isn't a genuine group of friends. So, um, yeah, that's probably what made it really difficult for me in terms of, like, deciphering who did what or what I thought on what. But, I mean, I still tried my best to stay unbiased or try and give an impartial, like, view. But I definitely get what you mean in terms of, mm, in order for them to make New Jersey better, it would just make more sense if they've got actual friends, at least even if it's two separate friend groups and then there are common people in between that can make the two friend groups link, that will be better because now it's giving individuals 
like this some people like you said is it, it it ends up feeling more like an alliance than anything else um but if we are to go straight into the scene by scene stuff i definitely want to put it out there that gia is my fave um I what think, let me let me put it out there i think maybe not fave as a fave character but i stand gia's movement and the only reason i stand Gia's right Let, let's get into that yeah, the only reason I stand G's movement is the fact that this goes back to what I was saying last week. Her dad may be A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Maybe wrong, maybe this, maybe that. He put their mom in jail. The one thing I will always maintain is this is a child. And as much as we, we can say G is 21, sorry, guys, we're not about to sit here. We've all, none of us at this point, at this current age of ours, 20 bleep for Leo, 26 going on 27 for me okay because <laughs> leo don't like their age out there but i can say for me 26 going on 27 when i look at my 21 even 22 year old cousins i'm like you have yet to grow and all i can say is any situation where there's a 20 something year old and a 40 something or a 50 something year old and you're here trying to go bus 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 with a 20 something year old Unfortunately, in my eyes, you've lost. Because like Melissa said, you may be right, but she, in her young mind, so badly wants to believe that you're wrong. You have to let that person believe that they're wrong. Are you seriously going to go back and forth with the child? You and your 20-something-year-olds, you're never going to go back and forth with a 10-year-old child. say, no, but I'm wrong. You don't know what I saw your brother do. Are you sick? I do not stand here because... Actually, maybe maybe it's not Gia herself, but what Gia represents, because Gia, if I now start talking about Gia, you guys now come and tell me she's only 21, she's a child, she's a thing. <sighs> but she's not acting like a child. She's arguing with grown folk. She has a confessional on a grown folk show. And it's like, you're putting me in an, you're putting me in an uncomfortable position because I cannot speak objectively about Gia or negatively about you without anybody you, you absolutely can because as much as you know as much as she is a child she's still an adult but i'm saying a child in comparison to the person who wants to go back and forth with her let's not be silly none of us like i said to you neither you or i would ever go back and forth with a 10 year old even okay, let's just okay. say that's no, a 10 year old are you really let's saying say, 10 no, versus like, something is the let's, same as 20 versus 47 listen to what i'm saying remember how many times you've seen the tweets about office beef is so funny and i still maintain that a lot of us are in our 20s how sick is it when you see the 40 and 50 year something year old wanting to beef kids you wanting to beat people that are more than they they're younger than half your age. But that, this that is not wanting to beef. Joe doesn't want to beef her. No, but do you know why the the issue that I have, and this goes back to what both you and I were saying last week. Joe's feelings are valid. You cannot like someone for because of what they put your sister through and your because family. of what they did. At the end of the day, like it or not, these kids they may know the wrongdoing that their dad did, but that's still their dad. Like I said to you, I you, my my sibling can can put me in a situation where they've done something fucked up, and I'll be like, "That stupid bitch, why the fuck she do that?" I would there, there is not a day in hell that even my bestest of best friends, even if we were talking about the same situation or the same thing my sister did, that they can be like, "This is the stupid as hell for that shit." Don't do that. And but that's, then that's, that's the problem with Gia is Gia doesn't want to acknowledge 
Jia doesn't want to have that initial acknowledgement of my dad ain't shit or my dad did this. She's denying that. She, that, but that, that is my problem with her. She wants it to be that, no, don't speak on my dad. No, this is his experience as well. He was left with the mom. He was left with his sister, you know, in jail. His sister didn't have to go to jail. But and she that, 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 that's totally fine. But like we said last week, Joe can have these feelings and have these conversations and he can have these conversations when Gia is not there. You're not going to sit at a table. I'm always going to say this. We all, as adults know, we can have feelings about certain people. When we know, there's the same reason why when we were young, certain adults would say, certain conversations, kids don't need to be here because you are not going to, you as a person, you will grow and learn that you're dead in shit by yourself. One day, Gia is going to acknowledge it. But Joe doesn't need to speak on how the other Joe is so this, he's so this, he's so that in front of Gia, who he can see. No matter what he says, Gia is not ready to accept that. Why are you speaking about this person's dad in front of them when they don't view their dad that way? Nothing in, in you know, I don't want to get personal. All right. But I've been in situations where there, there are certain family members that have been in un, un, unfortunate situations, you know, romantically, and there are kids involved. And no matter how I felt about those kids' other parent, it's not my place to sit there and talk about, well, your parent did this and they did that, and you don't even know. You're here trying to defend them, you don't even know. One day, I promise you, they'll grow to learn who their parent is. But as far as, as I'm concerned, if I'm venting, if I'm speaking about a situation or whatever, I don't need to have that conversation while that child is there. And that's my thing with Joe. I even said this last week. Joe, Joe's feelings are valid. And we spoke about this. Feelings are always valid. It's what you do with those feelings that's an issue or that's a problem. Don't bring it up in front of Gia. That is, is, is that simple. No one said don't talk about it. No one said don't feel the way you feel about it. Just kind of as an adult, have the maturity to know that, listen, as long as this child is around, because this is going to go for any situation. How many teenagers do you know that think they're grown? So just because they think they're grown, we must treat you like you're grown. No, we're not going to do that because whether you like it or not, just in the child. Gia can be here all of 21 years old, having a confessional, chilling around 40 to 50 something year olds, all she wants. She is still a child. And unfortunately, she's yet to experience her dad in a certain way. She still unfortunately has the adolescent view of her dad. I'm so sorry. Just because somebody was there tough and grown does not mean you have to treat them like a tough and grown because that speaks of volume for a lot of 15 to 20 year olds that think they're tough and grown. It doesn't mean we must go treating all of them like they're tough and grown. But then whose responsibility is it to say, no, baby, you're not ready for these conversations you're trying to have, this person you're trying to be, that's not you just yet. 100% trace responsibility. 100% But you guys all know I'm an advocate for two things can be right at the same time. It's Trey's responsibility to pattern her child because that whole conversation, Trey was pretty. Melissa conversation came, this was person came, she just came and was like, and I agree with, with, with Joe in the sense that my child could never speak to any of their aunties with this much. But you're okay. You're, but you're, you're, you're okay. okay. You're just quiet. And I agree with that. It and looking at me crazy. You know, and you know what? We all obviously as young adults get to that point where we're like, we are adults. Certain family members should not treat us like the 10-year-olds we are. I hear that. But unfortunately, Gia's only 21. 
you and even in saying adults shouldn't treat you like you're 10 you will still speak to them with a certain amount of respect and also don't act like don't act like you're still 10 exactly come to the table right like if but, we're going to have an adult conversation, let's respect each other. Joe but, then, but Joe wasn't respecting Gia because Joe wouldn't even let Gia speak and press this. Melissa had to come in and say, let her speak. Let her speak. And that's why I'm like, your, your it, actually blows on my point, mind. it actually blows my mind that Melissa doesn't have the ache because Joe also doesn't act his age. Okay, it's unfortunate. But, let's be honest. In a situation like that, you wouldn't be, it's hard not to be, what's the word, heated because this is your your niece your niece is talking to you crazy you're not like if i don't have nieces or nephews at the moment but i imagine if i i watch you get born i watch you all these things and you want to talk to me like that uh uh-uh, uh i'm not going to be calm i'm not going to be but-, but i have nieces and nephews and my oldest nephew is a few years younger than me so he doesn't count but the one that comes after how old is he now 18 so and even with him being crazy? 18 and there have been times where he's talked to me crazy and i have to tell him pipe down wait you pop him upside the head i am popping upside the head because that's not my child for me to put my hands on anybody's child thank you very much listen knock, listen, <laughs> knock if you back i'm sorry knock. but i have had conversations where i've had to be like especially if personally from watching that scene gia was maybe talking like she's speaking she to her she wasn't respectful. Hold on. She wasn't respectful, but she wasn't saying things that are completely outright crazy, like you fucking piece of shit, you dickhead, you this, this, that, and the third. She wanted to get her point across. And I feel like Joe was so caught up in the fact that, oh my God, this little girl is talking to me like this. He wouldn't even listen to what she was saying. And my thing was, I can't lie to you, all of you guys. I'm always saying there are certain reactions for certain actions. Had Joe not started speaking about the other Joe in front of Gia, Gia wouldn't be muttering underneath her breath. Then it wouldn't have gotten to the point where he's like, what, what, what? Say what you have to say. Because that's the thing. Joe also started with say what you have to say. Now when someone is saying, you don't want to hear it. You're like, oh, how can you speak to me like that? Why are you saying okay. say what you want to say? That's okay. That one, I hear that one. You might as well just say, hey, Lawena, you're a child. Don't speak to me. Just stay out of it. Because then you're going to come in. if I say what was under my breath. Now you don't want to hear it. Rather I'm a child, me, I shouldn't speak child. that way. Literally, rather tell me I'm a child, stay out of it, you don't know every single thing that happened, you're young, you don't know every single thing that your dad did before you were of a certain age, relax, calm down, pipe down. I, that is a completely different conversation. Don't say, I, I, cool, speak. When the person is speaking, <gasps> you, you that I changed your diapers, you want to speak to me like this, <laughs> or you want to say this. Or now when I'm speaking, you don't want to hear it. It just simply, for me, it doesn't make sense. It, it, it simply doesn't make sense. And I've always said this, in family settings especially, you can't pick and choose when you want to treat people like adults and when they're kids. Because unfortunately, in certain situations, certain people are always going to be older than certain people. It doesn't take away from some people's adulthood, adulthood and some people's kid adulthood. But if you're going to now say, oh, you're this age, I'm going to treat you like an adult. Don't pick and choose when you want to treat me like a child because you changed my diaper. I could be 30 and you're alive and you changed my diaper. Where do we go from here? You know, don't ask her, what is she saying underneath her breath? But then when you don't like what she's saying, it's a problem. Because I guarantee you, if she was siding with him, he wouldn't have said you're too young, you don't understand. And that's why I have an issue a lot of the time. If people are backing what you're saying, it's never you're too young. Don't disrespect your dad by saying those things. That is still your dad. That would not have been Joe's energy. Joe's energy would have been, 
Yeah, he's a piece of shit. He did that shit. Who knows that Gia, you're 21. That is still your father at the end of your day. And that's why I'm like, none of it is really about genuine respect. It's dependent on whether the respect is being given to you. When it's not being given to you, then you have a problem. When it's someone else, she's fine. She's grown. She's an adult. She can have her own view. That's a problem for me. And I'm sorry, guys, call me crazy. I will never side with adults that want to have full-on fights with kids. Me, no. Because I feel like be a person who has sense. It could not be me, and it could not be my husband fighting with people that are more than half his age, and you think I'm going to think that shit makes sense. That's what I, I Melissa's a stronger woman than I am. I personally would... You see how she had to talk him through? No. She's the... Like, she, that's what she wants to believe. Let her. Why should you have to explain that? Because... When my 16-year-old niece or nephew is wild, I'm like, you, you're young. You're going to grow to see what you're saying. Don't speak to me crazy, but I'm not going to sit here to try and prove the fact that I'm right and you don't know what you did. No. It, it, it simply could not be me. But to get into the episode, <laughs> um, I think this episode kind of made me realize that um, I don't like Margaret. Like I like episode one, I was like, eh. but I'm like, you know what? It's too early to make a judgment call. I do not. But episode two, I'm like, yeah, I do not like Margaret. Margaret is trash. Margaret, even if even if you don't look at how allegedly her mama got, you know, what her mama did, what she did, what her man did, like whatever it is, she's just, I don't know. I just don't like the things she says about people. She she strikes me a bit like Kenya. She goes below the belt. There's nothing is off limits to her. It's just anybody who wants to get it. If you want to smoke, I'm going to take it to hell. Not even hell, the basement, the head basement in hell. And she's just not fabulous. Like that scene where they went um, furniture shopping. I was watching her outfit and I'm like, what is you wearing? What it's, is the you way, wearing? it's the way she was acting like she's that bitch. She was like, girl. You're really not that girl. You're not that. I just, I just came back from the day. I just woke up from the day to she clearly thinks she's that girl and she's not and i just don't get how she would have made it this far i think this is like her third if not fourth season on the show who is in charge of handing out contracts at bravo because even like some of the women i just look at them like guys when i think of (laughs) potomac when i think of beverly hills atlanta it's just, it's just not give, like some of New Jersey's just not giving. It just seems that maybe it's the manufactured thing. Like to me, the levels, the only level that only like when I watched it, I'm like levels was what's her name Jennifer's house. I'm like, I said, okay. I'm like, no, you live in, no, you live in Beverly Hills, maybe like, you live in Beverly Hills. Hills. <laughs> She's a material girl. If anybody's a material, material girl, and it's boots like. It's, it looked like they were at Disneyland, damn it. I thought, I didn't even think they were at a house because they showed the pool first. So I'm like, oh, they're like- What resort are they at? It's a house. I'm like, oh, is this like Six Flags or something? It's her house. It's not Six Flags. No, it's her house. It's her backyard. It's just Meanwhile, Dolores is living here in townhouses with no, with no, with no railing. <laughs> not you coming after a black woman. No, the, first of all, <laughs> Don't, I, not too much. Not too Leo, much. The dog no. fell over the fucking floor. Not, she not called it much. a cliff. Not too much on a black woman. That's a black woman. Until she tells us she's black, she ain't black. 
guys, Dolores is black. Like, you're she's not on team black, Dolores. And, and the, you know, the problem is, I actually, when I was watching this episode, I was like, I feel like she's got black in her. But if she's not claiming it, she got a little soft. What can I do? Guys, there's something. But the thing is, her kids are Caucasian. That's the crazy thing. Her kids slip. are Caucasian. I think she, if anything, she may be biracial. But just how genetics work, like, if you're biracial and you have a child with a Caucasian person, there is a high chance of them looking more Caucasian adjacent. So that's not entirely impossible. But she's also not accepting or, or claiming the blackness. So who am I to call her no, black Think about, like, um her her throwback picture in the last episode she looked black she literally looked black and then black. black if not mixed and then um so and i don't know if they were tanning boots in the 90s i don't know about tanning situations and when that became a thing no, people but, definitely tan but I, I i personally think she definitely was black or mixed or is black or mixed but she simply will not claim it maybe she just obviously we've we've heard the stories about people who'd rather pass passing all those things she doesn't pass she doesn't she doesn't but if she's she been claiming blackness like, i mean denying her blackness for so long and people are buying it because you can't tell me a margaret or jennifer thinks dolores is black they probably think that's just a running joke they don't think that lady black they don't because so actually with a lot of caucasian people in the united states there's there are certain characteristics and behaviors they Associate with blackness, with blackness. Yeah, yeah, or associate with, associate with blackness. So, if she's so far removed from that, no, they just think of yeah. her as a tan lady who might have a different hair texture, but she white because there's no at, way a black lady could act like this and have so lived and have done this. No way. They look at her kitchen and her falsely hair. And <laughs> they, don't <have> <laughs> they don't have any questions. Like they, they don't, they, they don't come up to her and touch her hair. And like, oh my god. Clearly like, not, because it's straight or relaxed all the time. Yeah, but her hair looks like it's crying. Like it looks like the <laughs> damage is damn. Like you know when when people come to him, it's like, like I'm sure if you think it would sound like a sponge, like, <laughs> as in mine's just not even natural for it to sound like that. But I mean, the thing it's, is, it's her, like, her, her Caucasian kids throw me off because they have no mixedness. They they are. And they don't even have the tanness, so it's like at least that's I've why never... I say mixed because there's a girl I went to high school with, and her mom was black and her dad was white. And even within her siblings, her brother looked more Caucasian and he had hair that was pretty much Caucasian hair. And she looked like mixed, like a le colored, as we call it back home. Mm. And then her older sister, the, the brother was younger, she was in the middle, she looked really like mixed. Her older sister again looked really more white. And they had the same mom and dad. And then the older sister had a child with a white man. That child looked white. Like Caucasian adjacent. So that's why I'm like, if anything, the rose is probably mixed. And then because she went ahead and had children with maybe a white partner, this is why. But I, I mean, we'll never know. Because not like she speaks on it. Like you said, when she was on Wendy, she just kind of laughed it off. So we'll never know. But you'll never know why, you know, why she's, she's not claiming it. Yeah. Um, you know, Black History Month is on us. If we're honoring our Black housewives, we got to do all our sisters justice, you know. <laughs> I don't want to come here and say, my sister don't burn too many bridges. <laughs> nothing I could do for her now. I want to say that. I want to I claim her. I know, know she might be racially homeless. I don't know. I don't know. I want us to discuss her in the full context of who she is. I hate you so much. <laughs> so much. 
<laughs> you know, black people were very com- were very welcoming, were very open. You know, it's Black History Month in the US. Out to the people. Listen, power to the people. Um, okay. But yeah, um, I think my thoughts on this episode, I don't have like super specific thoughts. It's just general around the episode. So um, I think Jennifer is just so funny to me. Like, because obviously I don't get the context of what happened last season with Evan and Teresa saying the rumor about Evan cheating and then turned out it wasn't true. But Jennifer's so funny to me because there's literally footage of you saying, oh, Marge, you cheat, you did, you did, you did. Now that they're talking about you, your head is spinning, thicker thinking, like, you know, you're crying and throwing up, sliding down the wall, listening to Summer Walker. Sister, sister, stand (laughs) up, stand up. You're supposed to be weak in the knees. Stand up. Stand up. up. Like, for some reason, she's choosing not to stand up. And she's left scared, shook, panicking, overseas, church, Vatican. You know, <laughs> she doesn't know to look left from light, right. Like, and it's so funny to me how she even apologized to her man. Like, I, I, I'm just not getting the dynamics of their relationship that it's been exposed that you've cheated on me. I apologize to you. Now, I don't know what to do with myself. I said... I don't know why you do that to me. I never would have done that. Mamas, you literally did. You, your ass is on camera saying that. You ain't see you ain't see that. I think it's just sad. And I think a large part of it comes from the fact that, like she admitted in the confessional, not much was addressed. You know, it was like she had a feeling, she saw something, she confronted him. He confirmed it. She asked him if he wants a divorce. Naturally, he said no. She asked him if he loved her. Naturally, he said no. She asked him if it was done. Naturally, he said yes. And that was the end of it. She said after the child was born the next day, and she saw the moments of him holding the child, she holding the child, that was enough for her to be like, you know, I don't want to make this work. And she forgave. So I don't actually think she's dealt with it. And that's why I probably would have brought her to so many tears when it's now being mentioned, it's now being discussed during the people. It's a thing. Um, which is fine. Different people have different, you know, abilities to look past certain things or different capacities or thresholds. But I will say, I still did find it sad that, hmm, I think it's sad that Margaret brought it up then. I don't think she was sad for bringing it up or mentioning it in general. And I only think it's sad because like Teresa said, when it was her, everybody crucified her about how could you do this how could you bring this up at the party the standard third cool margaret now and i really get what it's like when you feel like you've been on my neck for this is that the third this you said this to me and i didn't like this and then you did this and you said that but you the whole time and i get it but timing mama's like it could have waited and i think she was so hellbent and so focused on the redemption and the aha moment of it all that she couldn't let it go it had to be brought up then and then she didn't care and even the way she did it you know as I was watching the episode I was like this is why Tracy was mentioning how these women are mean like they they like especially Margaret Margaret definitely has a mean girl in her um Jennifer it's sad that they did that to you 
but like you said it's also really difficult to entirely feel sorry for you because you literally did this to somebody else a season or however many seasons ago and even in 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 reference to margaret it was easy for you the, the fact that she tried to be like well these are things that you're vocal about whereas me i wasn't so it's different but like I get what you're trying to say, but the principle and the action or the reasoning behind the action is the same. It's, it's, it's the same. And it's kind of interesting to see that she doesn't view it the same. Um, the whole scene seemed like we mentioned earlier, proper scripted, proper like it was acted. So that was weird. Um, and it was very difficult to kind of really try and look at it like with plain lens, like out of principle, who was wrong, who was right. But I'm um, even looking at Jackie, seeing how Jackie got really defensive, like nobody has anything. That's not what happened. Like till now, you're still scared. She'll panicking. Obviously, started about again. Like you, you still feel a way about this. Um, I also found it really sad, and I don't know if you felt the same way. That I think I was kind of. I ended up feeling sorry for Jennifer, despite the things she's done. Only because one, when it was brought up at the party at, um, brought up at Trey's party, one, but two, now in this situation, and she's saying she's overwhelmed, and people like Margaret and even Dolores, like, boy, crying. You're the same person that says you're so happy and everything's so perfect. So, why are you crying? And I just feel like it's disingenuous because we all, we've all been in that situation where we've seen somebody faking it till they make it. You know that no one's life is perfect. And a lot of the time when somebody is acting like their life is perfect, they do have shit going on. Now that you've cracked that she's lying, there's no need to antagonize someone with, but if your life is so perfect, why are you crying? Stop crying. Hold yourself together. Stop it. There was, there was no need. Um, even Jackie came with it, why are you crying? And I just think Jackie was so focused on, while you said this to me, that she didn't focus on the fact that what she did still wasn't kind and the timing was still all the way wrong. She she wasn't willing to acknowledge that only because, well, if we're being honest, Jen, you've spoken about me and you've said this about me before. And to me, that's what was really crazy to um, witness um I think even yeah like I said Dolores delivery was quite mean it didn't seem nice and even the preview for next episode it seems like it's gonna kick off with Dolores but I do think for whatever reason it's not really clear why she feels so strongly about it I don't know if it's because now she's building a stronger friendship with um Margaret but the way she felt so strong about it why are you crying but why hold yourself together that to me that was a nice um, and it's sad because I've always really felt like Margaret is really like giving me girl vibes. But now I'm starting to get that from Dolores. And I was like, mm, I didn't really like the way you handled that with Jennifer. Jennifer is not great, but I'm always saying just because someone's not great doesn't give you a pass to go and do something that's also really unkind. Like when you look at the situation by situation play, that generally that wasn't kind for you to see someone crying and be like, why are you crying? She even said, I'm just overwhelmed. I don't know how to act, considering that the last time I saw this person, they brought this out to light. They said this to me. And that's a valid thing. She clearly had hit this infidelity for 10 years. You guys are now coming to talk about it. And she probably thought that no one knew. And now someone's coming to say this to her in front of in broad daylight at a fucking barbecue. Do you think she's going to smile and tomorrow talk about shopping? Like, that's just not going to happen. So what she said about, I just don't know how to act, all of that was very valid. And the fact that it was just kind of like, why are you crying? okay fine cool you're overwhelmed but you can hold yourself together 
that was really crazy to me. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I get what you mean. Um, I don't agree necessarily, but I get what you mean. Like, I think, I'm so sorry, guys. I think I might secretly be a Dolores fan because I'm like, I don't like, I don't see anything wrong. I'm gonna stand beside her. That's my mama. You can say whatever you want to see. Do you when you do tweet till you get blue on the face? But I'm not changing because that's my mama. Like, <laughs> and I, you aren't the only one. I think when I went through the hashtag, yeah, there were a few people who were feeling some kind of way about, you know, Dolores seemingly flip-flopping and not, you know, holding aside. And you know what? I think I respect that a bit more than just holding down aside because these are my people and, you know, I said I'm on this team. I'm, you know, we were, we're people we're allowed different opinions. So I think I think that's why I kind of don't really mind that Dolores acted this way this episode. Um, but you know, it's gonna be fun to see how this plays out for the rest of the season because these women, even though Teresa yet yeah, is the biggest personality, they all have big personalities in their own regards as well. So um, I'm excited to see how that goes. Those are my final thoughts on the Real Housewives of New Jersey's episode this week. Um, it felt a lot like a filler episode, so I don't think there's lots to unpack. So these, this was more a general opinions thing rather than a blow by blow. I think we'll wait for the more dramatic episodes before we really get into the blow by blows. Um, but honestly, I think, guys, that's everything from me. I don't know about Inesu. No, that's everything for me too. Um, as always, guys, we are the Reality Check Podcast, and this has been episode 15. And um, you can follow us on our social media. That's Twitter and Instagram, R-E-A-L-I-T-Y-C-H-K-P-O-D. It's spelled the same on Instagram and Twitter, and we have a hashtag that's the same. So it's easy to get in touch with us. Let us know your thoughts. Let us know if you even want to come on the show, what you want to hear us talk about. Honestly, anything you guys want to talk to, talk to us about, do that. I even think our DMs are actually open. So if you DM'd us, we actually would see it. And I'm on that account. I'm on the Twitter account every day. And I don't know if you're on the Instagram. I'm on Insta all day, every day, girl. Okay. So um, till next week, guys. Bye. Not me waving. <laughs> <laughs> Bye guys.